Hello, how you doing? I am fine. How about you? That was not. <laughs> it was not what? Beautiful? It just didn't Perfect. match at all. I thought it matched beautifully. Do it again. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Super smooth. That's good stuff. Hey, welcome to a Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, we are a review podcast. And what we do is we talk about media. We share our differences or sometimes it ends up being things that we uh, share in common. But we share media with each other and we talk about it. So... I think this is going to be, there's too much sadness and stuff going on in the world. So I don't know that I have a whole lot of preamble before this because I I mean, we have a lot of rambling to do this episode since this is a movie review. Yeah. And the, the world sucks right now because fuck the police and Donald Trump. Yeah. That's what we said to people who listen to our podcast. And Joe Biden, but God damn it. What a fuckhole we're in right now. Yep. 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 <sighs> Joe Biden, who has said many times that he would never legalize marijuana. And that's just the least of the world's <laughs> problem right now. I'm just saying, I know that that's always been a big point for you. You've always said, you know. I've always said that. What, what is I'll it? I'll vote if he votes... I'll- a person could eat a baby live on TV, and if they legalize pot, I would still vote for them. I but bet. now my position changes. They could still eat a baby live on TV, but uh, I'm much more concerned with everything the, that's going on. The division right the, now, it's putting insane. putting the pot thing on the side, and yeah, fuck police. I've been saying it for a long time, and now I feel it even more. Yeah. It's so a crazy like time. That, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I hate that term, don't you? Uh, Seems to be always like it's uh, fucking clods. Let's say it. I mean, I I don't want to offend anyone. I do. If you're a fucking piece of shit, <laughs> I think Travis. I think Harpster. Fuck you, has Tra- said sorry, not, not sorry. Travis. I could see him saying it ironically, though. Yeah, I have no idea. Fun of people. Who- it was a hashtag. To me, I think. to me, it's always people that are redneck fuck morons. It's always girls who want to wear like pink camo cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, redneck fuckwats. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway. I'm going to call Jerome. Well, well, I think it is important that we do say our stance, that we support racial equality. And I think on a recent episode, we even talked about racist jokes. Yeah, I don't like, like being labeled as, uh, I know it's it's for fun, but I don't love being labeled as the most racist person on the show. I'm going to stop that now because it's, it's gotten too intense. And it's, <laughs> because of the way of the world. Yeah. Because, and I'm not fucking racist no, you're when not. it that comes was, down yeah, to it. It's just not, that lady on John Oliver made me cry. She almost made me tear up too, and that's not easy to do. I got a... Uh, I got goosebumps and yeah, I had tears streaming down my face as I'm like getting ready to take a shower and like loading the dishwasher and stuff. It was stuff. intense. It was, it hit the nail on the fucking head and uh, it was the most recent ending of 
last week tonight if anybody is interested in that. But um, and I'm sure the video is going to make its rounds even more. Now. I'm sure it will because that in was fact. I hadn't seen it before. I haven't either. And right after we got done watching that John Oliver episode, I opened Facebook, and the very first post from one of my friends was that YouTube video. That's not surprising. So, but I mean, it did technically air last night, and we're we always watch it the following day because we don't have we don't have cable. Nope. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting, and uh, we're with you. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, well, now let's totally switch <laughs> the mood of the podcast yeah. completely to the fact that we, two times for the podcast, and two times, two I would times. say, for me, an immeasurable amount of times, we watched the movie Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Classic. Yes, yes, yes. Jeff Daniels, Jim Carrey, 1994. 94? 1994. Wow. I remember seeing this movie in theater at the Gibson Theater in town. So I, I didn't, but my dad's girlfriend owned it. And I, I feel like I've talked about this maybe on the podcast before. It's hard to know. If you listen regularly, you will probably hear some repeat or at least one or two repeat stories in this. But... My dad's girlfriend had this, and I watched it every chance I could. When I mean, his, he would just his go over to the house, girlfriend. right, and be like, "Time to watch Dumb and Dumber." Yeah, and my dad. There was one time I remember specifically him just being like, "Again," <laughs> it's like, yeah, like every day, sometimes twice a day. Excuse me, Dad. Got to get my fix in. <laughs> just as you putting it in the VCR. Play. Oh, it was fuck, it's not at the beginning. Rewind. I, Play. I, that was always something that was big to me. What, to be kind and rewind? Yeah. Because who wants... I mean, it's irritating to go to want to watch something and it not be set up. Like, that's just... The only thing that's not irritating to not be rewound is your favorite porn scene on your tape. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> or when it would... Well, you'd have to leave it in your DVD player, but it would like pick back up where you left off some dvd players held a memory of like five discs of what you re watched recently so oh. you could watch a couple movies and all of a sudden it would still come back oh that's weird Can i tell that story about bob and my mom when bob lived in the apartment above tubas no uh oh and uh he was like shoulder the place and i don't even know how it went but he ended up accidentally hitting play on his vcr and fucking hardcore porn started playing was she the right there she was right there they both like saw the scene like the very millisecond of the scene. It's not like they were just like, oh, I wonder what this is. Bob like, knew what had happened as soon as it happened. And my mom saw a little snippet of what Bob was into. And you know, it had to be right at the place that he just got done. It's not like... I know every time I've jerked off to porn, it was like, all right, stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to watch this anymore. I have no interest to watch this anymore. Uh, now, now I... I just covered in shame have to like put this away <laughs> like because uh, it's, it's like the second you come it's utter shame it is. It really is. <laughs> it's like i gotta do like, everything to doing? get this and then yeah it's just like i'm a disgusting person <laughs> what is wrong with me uh, it's good I've, stuff uh, i've heard of people i remember an ex-boss of both of us okay pizza man yeah i figured he uh oh, oh, turtleman <laughs> Yeah. His name's Harry Turtleman. <laughs> Harry Turtleman. He said that he had like a cousin or an uncle that he just watched porn. He didn't watch TV at all. Oh, okay. I remember he that. He just, just let, had it on it all just the time. All the time. He got home and porn was playing. Ugh. It's fucking crazy. 
It was like his form of entertainment. Imagine how desensitized he became to like not only sex in general, but like I know they say like the more porn you watch, the more like crazy you have to get with it. Like, mm-hmm. like eventually you're into like bondage and like analingus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But fucking anal and analingus is like. It's like it's it like is nothing taken now, right? off. <laughs> it's like the it's how everyone used to talk about like sucking dick. Now it's eating ass. <laughs> eating ass is the, the new, new sucking norm. dick. It is. <laughs> gonna suck my dick? How about you toss my salad? Uh, <laughs> why is it called toss my salad? I don't know. <laughs> Ew! I just put snot on my uh, microphone cover. It's called lubrication from what your mom saw. So so one thing I did mention is that this movie Dumb and Dumber came out in 1994. So I do want to mention this because I think that this is... Oh, God, I didn't even put that together. What? 94. Yeah, I thought that's what you responded to earlier. No. Okay, so apparently Jim Carrey's 1994 was insane. So he became the first actor in history to headline three number one movies at the box office in the same year with Ace Ventura Pet Detective, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, all in one year. In all three movies, I watched all the time. Like, religiously. Yeah. He was the... I remember when I I was in a foster home and the teacher was reading a book of the movie The Mask and I hadn't seen it. And I, I wanted to see it so bad and I was just so like... I want to know what happens next. Like, and I don't even know how much. I, I mean, I think it was the the same story, but just you know, obviously, one of those deals like where they get an early thing. version of a script and then they got to write the book, and then by the time that was good, book. No, it was like a thin paperback yeah, like story of it. I had it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but usually, when those books get written, they're written before the movie even comes out. So a lot of times, the book can have either more or less than what was in the movie. Like sometimes backstories are explained more in a movie mm-hmm. or in a book than the movie was. Or yeah. Complete characters can be taken out for the movie mm-hmm. in the last edit, but this or book, added. Yeah, but this book has it. <laughs> it's, it's very strange because books always come out like a little bit before the movie, mm-hmm. which is weird to me. So I do. Before we actually get to the trailer, I did mention that this has Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels who are both incredible. Like I can say that growing up I've always I've always been such a huge fan of Jim Carrey that I I don't feel like I ever really gave Harry Dunn the character Harry Dunn is due. And Jeff Daniels fucking kills it in yeah. this movie. And doesn't just mimic Jim Carrey. He's his own Oh, his uh, well, dumb his character dumb. and it's they're two opposites. But they blend together perfectly. He's it's definitely like, like a, a, a happy dumb because he just always has like a dumb smile on his face. Jim Carrey's stuff. dumb is like, hey, what's going on? And Harry Dunn's, Jeff Daniels' dumb is like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I think what's interesting regarding Jim Carrey that they, the studio, the Fairley Brothers had passed this around to try and get so many people in the lead role. Really? And uh, Jim Carrey was like the last hope at getting the movie made because everyone had passed on it. And some of the names, which I oh, think please. are interesting and horrid to imagine, <laughs> horrible. Let's hear First off, Nicolas Cage. Oh, boy. Well, this no. isn't Nicolas Cage wasn't the Nicolas Cage we know of today, it's, but it would not have worked. It would not have worked. No. I, I, Martin Short, 
not the right kind yeah. of dumb. Not the right kind of dumb. I don't think he's like Clifford it dumb. It might have still been good, but like, it I want to go to been, Dinosaur World. It wouldn't have been like creepy. Yeah. I don't think he's dumb. Yeah. I think he. I, yeah, I, don't, I just can't. I don't believe that he's dumb. He's he his character is usually ignorant. It's not yeah complete stupid. like dumb. Yeah, Steve Martin. They're just they're just going to a well that that wouldn't have worked. Rob Lowe. Rob, really? Yeah, I don't think yeah, it would have worked. Too pretty. And Gary Oldman. Gary really? fucking Oldman, who is amazing. Yeah. And like everything that he does, and he's one of the most, like he's so able to transform physically yeah. for roles and stuff, but you, no. It makes you wonder if it still would have been okay, but without Jim Carrey and the Jeff Daniels combo, well, it just wouldn't have been the classic that it is. And speaking of that... uh I guess that the Fairley brothers approached Jeff Daniels to play a Harry Dunn because they liked his dramatic and comedic turn or whatever. And something wild. I've never seen that movie. It's from 1986. Um, I don't think I've seen it either. But the studio didn't want to cast Jeff Daniels. Really? Because he had never been in any like straight up comedies before. So they were just... They were weary about it, and they favored Harlan Williams. Oh, really? Who, huh. as we'll get to later, but most people should know Harlan Williams as the cop. Yeah. That's how I grew up knowing who... I didn't even know who Harlan Williams was. I just knew who the cop was. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine guy. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got the term, Grandpa's old cough uh-huh, medicine. Absolutely. The, the things I learned about life <laughs> from this movie is amazing. So I, I think it's interesting that Jim Carrey was like the last choice and the studio were pushing against Jeff Daniels. You know, I think that's sometimes studios to me are blind in a way that like, well, he's never done a straight up comedy before. Blah, blah, blah. We don't know if he's qualified, but if he hasn't done that before, but you know, he's got acting chops, that person could be, insanely excited to do something that he hasn't done yet and will bring more in my brain to the performance than say somebody who's on their fourth uh-huh. main like big comedy maybe by then they're just like they're either got an ego going on or they're just like oh, this is all i ever get fucking cast in well i guess they lowballed jeff daniels because they didn't the studio really? didn't want him to take it they only offered him 50 grand and wow. and he took it jim carrey ended up he like made he like figured out by like getting so much back that he ended up making like millions of dollars off of it. Jim Carrey did, or Jim Carrey did, but Jeff Daniels <laughs> was only offered up front. What do you think he got for Dumb and Dumber Two? Ugh, a fucking then he can hold notch him off a of his bit. respect meter. You know what? I feel like we should watch that again. We don't, could have gone in with higher, too high of expectation, which is what I do on everything. I don't know, but I think we need to go into the trailer of Dumb and Dumber, the original, not Dumb and Dumber 2. Or Dumb and Dumberer. Or Dumb and Dumberer, which I still have never seen and really? I don't have any interest in. Here is the trailer for Dumb and Dumber. What are we going to do? I got an idea. Doesn't Not in happen. the movie. A person lacking mental power. What's her last name? I'll look it up. Starts with an S. Slappy. No. Swap. Swappy. Nah. Maybe it's the, in the briefcase. The music look makes it oh, look yeah. like a right not a good movie. Samsonite. I was way cheesy. Off. Idiot. An adult mentally inferior to a child that of three. That voice. Skis, huh? That's right. The years. Uh huh. 
Both of them? Yeah. Cool. Stupid. It's just a so cheesy. Look, the music makes it look. Hey. Not you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? If they each had half a brain, they'd still only have half a brain. Doesn't have oh, look, one. Frost. Mm. Horn. Jim Carrey. Hold that plane! Sir, you, you can't go in there. It's okay. I'm, I'm a, a limo driver. <laughs> I wanted to say it too. <laughs> Should have shown this whole scene. Jeff Daniels. Oh, geez, look at the butt on that. Yeah. He must work out. I remember that from the trailer. Dumber. For these guys, every day is a no-brainer. I tell you what, that ad, uh, that preview appealed to me as a child though i don't remember the trailer i remember a lot of scenes from it because i remember like the peeing scene like when he overfilled the tank mm -hmm. and of the muck cuts video but i didn't i wasn't able to see a lot of movies in theater growing up so Is i that because mama was poor or daddy was poor mama and daddy were poor and uh yeah i just didn't I mean, my dad would take us every once in a while, but it, it was very probably, limited. And was it, it something some... he wanted to see, too? Usually. But, I mean, I remember seeing The Lion King somehow when it came out. That was like a cultural event. That would almost be like child abuse if you didn't take... But I feel like he that. only took me. Like it, oh, he, really? Like it, maybe he only had me at the time, and the other two were elsewhere. Yeah. Like with my mom or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Hmm. But... I saw a fuck ton of movies as a kid. Yeah, I didn't. So I, I would latch on. I mean, and I, I didn't have cable. I had it off and on, but most of the time I didn't. And so I would see lots of previews and that's like all I had. And, you know, that childlike excitement and Jim mm -hmm. Carrey just appealed to me so much. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was obsessed with this movie. I saw movies so much as a kid that I saw Casper with what's his nuts? Devin Sawa, baby. Like 11 times because I had a crush on Christina Ricci. <laughs> I wanted to be her and I had a crush on Devin Sawa. <laughs> I wanted to not be him and shove him to the side and be like, here's a real boy, lady. <laughs> well, if you want to get in the Devin Sawa, uh, you know, sex circle of whatever, <laughs> and we're not talking about him and Fanatic, the uh, Fred Durst movie. <laughs> Which he was the best part of is in the movie Now and Then, which he also starred in with Christina Ricci. And the, he's skinny dipping. He's a boy with two other boys. Ooh. And then the girls see them and they take their clothes and then they like run and throw them. And then he ha he's like holding something and he has to like Ooh. squat down and get it. I've, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before as well. That was my most paused moment. I've seen a meme that he has shared about how people say like, it's the most paused moment of their childhood. And, and it's I can close agree. to child pornography. In but the it wasn't run. real. I mean, he wasn't really naked. 
but it, it obviously was supposed to look naked. I'm yeah. sure he had like a piece covering his stuff. Still weird. <laughs> holding his boy toys. His boy toy. Gross. Like you shouldn't call child <laughs> genitalia toys. <laughs> that's that's. We're not, oh, I'm gonna go to my room and play with my toys. We're going from. Yeah, I don't want to go in that direction. <laughs> That's awful. Okay, so uh, one thing I think is interesting in this movie, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but there there is a New Line Cinema intro that happens twice. No, but I my first note is about New Line Cinema. That is crazy that you just brought this up. No, twice? Yeah, it has the exact same intro. Huh. Two times, and it's, yeah, it, it seems like, I feel like it's always been like that, and I don't know why. Unless it's just the copy that I have, but I, I don't I don't know if that's true. That's weird. I didn't notice twice, but I do know that New Line Cinema is the house that Freddy built. Freddy Krueger is New Line Cinema. So the second time we watched this, I tried to imagine a version of this where Freddy Krueger is either Jim Carrey <laughs> or Harry Dunn. Or he's the hitchhiker that they pick up on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's what that... He's what that little kid turns into. Well, the little like native boy. The little native. That's with boy. the family. Who, or no, they're oh, they're Mexican. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. They just had very like southern. <laughs> oh, clothing. <laughs> Mock. See. <laughs> okay, so what? What? Oh, so that was your new line. That was my new line. Intro. I just immediately thought of Freddy Krueger. All right. So what? We get in the very beginning, we meet them act with them actively working, which you don't see much of in the entire movie. Good, good uh, way to introduce two characters. I Failing think. at their jobs. Failing or just, yeah, but the, the, no pun intended, the vehicle to introduce them to you. Like, here's them separately. Mm-hmm. Here's examples of them being morons separately, mm-hmm. and then we'll get them together. And I got a note about Jim Carrey, his intro, pulling up in that limo. <laughs> yeah. He pulls up, pa- passes by that girl, stops, backs up, and less than about a second and a half, the back window rolls down. And he's say, already there. It's like there. a half a fucking second. It's so fast. It's the, they Imagine sh- what. <laughs> Because obviously he wasn't driving the limo mm-hmm. behind the scenes part, but imagine him actually stopping, putting it in park, and just like, pro- like propulsion, just to the back seat, not being sweaty, not being out of breath. Because a few minutes later, God. when he goes to the front, he has to climb over it, and he has such fucking trouble. It takes him a long time to get to the front. So I was astounded to try and imagine. In fact, I want to try and get to the back of a car as fast as I can. It wouldn't be the same. No. Because be both of your vehicles are open. It's yeah. a, he had to f- climb through a window, not just into the back seat, through didn't a look window. Like that one had a window. It did when he climbed back through. Does, does it? I thought so. I was thinking of when he's talking to Mary for the first time. Mary! And uh, <laughs> there's no window there. There's no like box. Like You usually see a box. Have you ever been in a limo? No. We already talked about how both of my parents are poor. I wasn't in a limo because of my mom, who didn't actually have money, but just spent it however she pleased. 
Hey. It's not the reason I've been in a limo. I was in a limo twice. I've been in one. Your dad died for your comfort as a child. <laughs> yeah, and certain credit cards were opened up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? First time I was in a limo was for prom. We all chipped in where David Klingerman then sat out the top of a window and yelled at a guy in a truck. Something like, you don't have a limo because your daddy doesn't love you or something. I can't remember, but he yelled at this guy in a truck. And that guy followed us for quite a while, yelling things out of his window. Then the second time was when my brother got married. They got a limo for their thing. We took a ride and we smoked pot in the back of the limo. And it made his, his wife now ex-wife very, very angry. <laughs> oh, God. Good start to that relationship. <laughs> and now that relationship is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we we get Lloyd as a limo driver creeping out a lady, just being everything he's doing, he is just a total fucking creep. The way he looks at her, the way I mean, obviously he just is stupid when he engages in conversation, but even yeah. when she walks away, he just like stares at her like yeah. a weirdo. And then he even does that weird creepy Mm. <laughs> when she says she's a uh, Austrian, and he's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> he does that at another point as well, which I enjoy. Uh, and then we see Harry, who has the best vehicle ever. I forgot to look up what happened to the Mud Cuts vi- uh, vehicle. That Mud Cuts vehicle, I want to know everything about it. I do too. I want to know how it was built. I'm sure there's something out there that we could look up to find this. I yeah, I just forgot to do it before this. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will let us know. Then hopefully, that's fine. please do. If there is information out there, I don't know if that's something you can even find out about. I want to know how it was made. I want to know how the hood opens, because that nose part comes way down. So I have no idea how to open the hood on this van. I don't know how it's a safe vehicle on the road. It's got those legs in the back that just like, like hang prop right up. by the tire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just doesn't seem like a very safe vehicle, Harry. But his oh. intro is hilarious with the hot dog stuff. So yeah, he's he he gives a roast beef au jus that he makes sure he says roast beef au jus. Who got the roast beef au jus? There's no au jus. <laughs> it drives me crazy. It's just a roast beef sandwich. Maybe it was dipped in au jus and then no, put on the no, sandwich. No. And, uh, you know, obviously he is trying to proportion out whatever. He's not actually splitting it. It looks like he has three three sandwiches. Well, one's a foot long because I'm not even going to get into the conversation of how hot dogs are not sandwiches. <clears throat> is, that a, is that an argument with people? Oh, yeah. Some people will say that a hot dog is technically a sandwich because it's in between two pieces, like a I, bread I don't, situation. I don't want to get in an argument either, so let's move on. <laughs> Are you going to say that it is? No, I don't have an opinion. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I personally I say that don't believe that it is. A hot dog can be a sandwich, but a sandwich can't be a hot dog. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I will get behind that. But there's a little dog that comes up for the, the foot long, and he's like, no. You get the fuck out of here. Which is crazy to me. Because that means he's not feeding the little one at all. No, he's not feeding the little one. And I don't think that a size of a thing should matter if you want the foot long or not. I was getting foot long hot dogs very young. In your butt? Yes, in my butt. <laughs> because that's not where you put them. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> but the way he flips the foot long hot dog, he just like pulls it out. 
and the wiener comes out like mm-hmm. half fucking way. And I watched it on the second time that we watched it. It's not set up that way. It just seems like a natural thing that happened. And they were just like, oh, that was fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. They might have set it up inside to do that. I don't know. But if it's not the case, then Jeff Daniels, they got a good fucking shot on that one. But they're, but he's driving to a dog show because he's a dog groomer. And I don't... The whole thing is that he has to drive crazily because he stopped to get them food. And so he's speeding and whatever. And these poor dogs that are just being fucking thrashed around in the back. Yeah. Which is not respectful. No. Um, but how, he, he did have a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of mustard. And the whole thing is... You know, Miss Nuna Born when she when the back is opened. No. Born. Miss <laughs> uh, Nuna Bottom. What she says. I don't remember, but I don't believe so. But they're covered in ketchup and mustard. So, like, how with their paws were they they going to apply ketchup and mustard speaks, to their sandwiches? It speaks to how dumb Harry Dunn can be. I guess so. And. You already said something about those poor dogs. I thought about how the fuck did they film that? Did they actually get in a van and drive dogs mm, around? In I the assume back? so. Like, it was like brutal. There were less protections than, than there For are now. Almost, yeah, they were just sliding around on the back, hitting each other. That one that looks like a lab or something is like, Ugh. I know lab's hips are terrible. So that, that poor Yeah, dog. but they're perfectly wide. Yeah. That's disgusting. I like to fuck dogs. I'm not racist, but I'll talk about fucking children, fucking animals. <laughs> <sighs> Truly, I have, you know, great character. <laughs> Believe me. So, uh, with we go back to Lloyd Christmas. And... What a name. He goes to pick up a lady that he has to drive to the airport and when he pulls up he says a line that i've never heard in anything else but i love so much is the phrase suck me sideways yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous and this is what is he i mean i guess i get what it means but suck me sideways <laughs> and when he knocks on the door and after he sees her you know and he grabs his heart like like it hurt him to be so infatuated with someone instantly mm-hmm and then he takes out, it's the first time we see the Banaka stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. To me, it would be so insanely hard to get that to go that direction every time. He barely looks at it. He's, he just like has it set up. It's just... And it, it looks like it spray sprays it right way. by his eye, too. Yeah, it would be harder to spray it that way than it would be to in, spray it into your mouth. And by the way, do you like Banaka in sprays like that? No. Don't? I fucking love no, that No, it shit. burns. Yeah. No. I better tell you the story. That's a big reason why I don't love mouthwash. And uh, if I do, I buy the alcohol-free. Uh, and you and I have had that conversation in the past because I used to buy it and I stopped. You're like, you said that you like the burn. Yeah. I want to feel it working. Okay. Did I ever tell you the story about when my cousin gave a goat a can of Banaka one time? Is it the dead one? No, it's the dead one's brother. Okay, I assumed it was one of the two. <laughs> it was a live nativity out the church in Oldenburg? No. Hamburg? No. Uh, fuck. Does it matter? Not really. But uh, Was it St. Mary's? Morris. Oh. 
Okay, but, uh, yeah. They had the live nativity and they had a goat there. And Ryan's... Whoops. Who cares? Who cares? He stuck out the can of Banaka and the goat took it. And it chomped on it. And all of a sudden we heard... Like it breached it. And that fucking... Maybe it was a donkey. I can't remember. It was a donkey or a goat. And that thing was just like... It was wild. Of course it was Ryan. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, he was Jesus shit. Christ. You know how pull sticks unscrew? Yeah. He took every one of our pull sticks and put super glue in the hole and then put them back in the bags and let the super glue harden up in the holes. Then tried to blame it on me. It wasn't allowed to come back for a while. You're looking at me like, what the fuck? It's because I hate shit like that. My brother was really destructive with my things growing up. And I I just hate that. I, I don't understand needing to destroy stuff. Like it's, it's fun. It, it's one, yeah, but if, if it belongs to someone, that's shitty. Yeah. It's oh, one yeah. thing if you just want to go and like beat up a tree or something. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass tree. But if it's like, I'm going to take my siblings thing and break it or like, I'm going to, yeah, pool sticks. Those aren't fucking cheap. No, they weren't. So <laughs> like that's, that's shitty, especially in the nineties when he would have done that. Yep. Everything's more expensive when it's new. I believe it was 1994. <laughs> well, I am going to uh, say that going back to what you said about when he knocked on the door. Yeah. Like, ow, <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> but I have done that because of the movie. And I'm sure he's doing it f- from something else. Like, I'm, I, I f- It feels like he's probably taking that knock from something else. I, think so. I don't know. I just thought it was overactive Jim Carrey. Like, just does everything in an intense way. It just sounds like it's following a, a melody of some sort, yeah. I you guess. I have to but watch I, it again I don't, tonight. But yeah, I don't know. But I've always, I've used that knock. Many times since. So this is when he picks up Mary, right? This is when he picks up Mary. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and he falls in love immediately. He sees this woman, as you said. He grabs his heart. Like he is just infatuated. How often do you think Lloyd, before this, just immediately becomes infatuated with someone? Every time he meets a beautiful woman. <laughs> Is it just that she talked to him that it gets stronger and stronger and maybe stronger? because she was actually not shitty, and but cordial is the best word for me. Yeah, because he did. I mean, he did say she actually talked to me, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And when they're driving to the airport, he is responsible <clears throat> for at least one person's death. There was an explosion. Yeah, yes. And a I, big I, explosion. I never paid attention, but you do actually see him run a red light. Yeah, runs a red light, and then yeah, like and then said. a van hits something, and an explosion immediately happens because in uh, movies cars are insanely flammable. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. It's a big fucking explosion. It's huge. There's <laughs> yeah. a huge fireball so in the sky. So one person at least definitely died in that instant. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't be too careful out there, <laughs> or you can't be too careful. A lot of bad drivers out there. That's what it is. Uh, but then he, uh, when he gets to the airport with her and they're saying their goodbyes and he like hugs her real long and, and I noticed she doesn't <laughs> hug him at all. No, she just stands there with her arms <laughs> to her sides. Yeah. And uh, she goes to say something and he puts his finger like in her mouth. Yeah. Like 
It's gross. It's so in her mouth. It's gross and it's it's too much. It's way <laughs> it's oh, creepy. I mean, that's the point. But like, yeah. if a, I mean, she just like stays there and then like walks away and slowly peels away from his finger, like uh. if a stranger put their finger in on the inside of my lips, uh, yeah. I if I put my finger on the inside of your lips, you would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I would immediately pull away. And, yeah, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Why is your finger in my mouth?" It's fucking gross. But it solidifies that Harry is or Lloyd I almost called him Lloyd Christmas fucking creepy he's extremely creepy and everything he just over the top just a a weirdo I almost feel like he's like he's dumb but I feel like he's super weird like I think he's weirder than Harry because I think so too and I'll get this out of the way now because I do have this as a note um because this is something I asked you and this is something I've thought of the movie is called Dumb and Dumber, and I don't know if it's trying to indicate that, that one is dumb and one is dumber. For me, it seems like my, my interpretation of the movie and watching it so many times, I think Harry is dumber. I think Lloyd is dumb and Harry is dumber. I, I can't make a solid decision on that because just when I'm starting to be like, okay, this person's the dumber then the other one does something that is and totally redeems himself. himself. So (laughs) just one, I think you couldn't possibly get any dumber. Yeah. The only thing that I've ever thought is that Jim Carrey is dumber just because he can't read. He could a little bit, just really slowly. He just couldn't read the word. the. the, Yeah. That's the only thing that's ever made me be like, okay, I think he's dumber. So uh, we, are seeing he he's watching her walk through the terminal as he is pulling away and she sees him when he sees her and goes goodbye by law <laughs> <laughs> and snatches into the car in front of him so many lines in this so many quotable lines that may just be like oh that's dumb to you but as a child like this is so much a part of my foundation. This is very Jim nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. It's so funny. And I, I didn't realize how many quotes, like my regular, like kind of go-to quotes are from this movie. I didn't realize how many of my mannerisms go directly <laughs> to this movie. Just the way I move in certain things. You're more hairy physically. <laughs> you're just a big dope. You're not, you're not yeah. a creep. No, I'm you're not. a dope. I'm a dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why I think Larry or Larry <laughs> Lloyd is dumber because I'm a Harry. Who who are you, folks? Are you a Lloyd? Or are you a Harry? Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't say that you're like positive, but you are. Yeah, or we can just ask the people what do what do you guys think? <laughs> you guys should just let us also know who do you think is dumb and who you, do you think is dumber? Yeah, absolutely. I I would like to know. And if your personality is a Lloyd or a Harry. <laughs> well, so you you're you're a Harry. I think I'm a Harry because I can read. <laughs> uh, see, I can read, but I would almost put myself a Lloyd because I'm like I weird people out. I make people uncomfortable, and I don't mean to. I just get really <laughs> fixated on something, like you know, like a. <laughs> How the hell does he make that noise? <laughs> 
Laser beam. Suck me right in. <laughs> it's crazy that noise that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> I wish I could do it that well. Um, I So, yeah, she leaves a briefcase, which looks like an accident. And then which is he, the crux of the movie. And he, with a very believable, which I didn't think it looked like a real airbag, which is why I asked you. I It does not look like any airbag I've ever seen. Is there is a... It's like a, like a balloon. Almost. What is the word? A deployed? Is that what, what would you call it when it's out? Deployed works. Uh, but it also sounds like a Marine or someone in the military, like a soldier. I think you could say the airbag was deployed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, what would you work in a car place? What would you say? I would say the airbag came out. Seriously? Yeah. So, oh, man. I'm a Harry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dumb, you're a dumber. <laughs> I'm an emotional and you're an insensitive prick. <laughs> there are many things that we are. Or I would say, man, the airbags fucked this car up, didn't they? <laughs> so, yeah, he's biting it, trying to get out, and we get Mary! <laughs> So I like to pronounce her name like that. I like to pronounce the Mary name like this. Mary. <laughs> I do too. It almost sounds like because he does a really good impression. He does a great Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. He did on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey is who I'm speaking of. And yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Maybe he just naturally has a little bit of that in him. Maybe so. Mary. <laughs> that was my try to do a cross between I the loved two. It. I loved it. <laughs> it was awful. So you mentioned the briefcase, which I said is the crux of the whole movie. It's yeah, because we find out that you know eventually. Yeah, we'll kinda... f- we'll find some stuff out. We're talk we'll talk about the movie, but we do meet two bad guys, and you can tell they're bad guys because they wear leather jackets. They wear leather jackets, and the music goes ominous. <laughs> and. uh God. She wears dark lipstick. The way that Karen Duffy speaks in this movie, I hate it so goddamn much. It's the actress who... The bad person? Who speaks to where you can't understand what she's saying sometimes. She's like, hey, Lou! Yeah, she doesn't say what's, Lou. Hey, mental, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> let me do them. Let me do both of them. You don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> she's like, oh, do you have a goddamn headache before you... Like, I can't understand what the fuck she says half the time. <laughs> I mean, what I get it, but name? like, Karen Duffy is her name. Okay. And as an actress, I always feel bad for her when I see her in this movie because she ended up with this like chronic pain disease. And really? I, re- I remember her being on Oprah, I think, and huh. talking about how she was like laying on a table and like nothing, like even like a sheet on her would be so like excruciatingly painful wow. on her skin. Wow. So I thought like made it to where I think it like ruined her career when she got that. Huh. And she just couldn't like work anymore. Right. It sucks when you work hard to get somewhere and you're like starting to get somewhere and then something that's out of your control completely just mm-hmm. takes over. Because she I mean, she acted a lot in the 90s. What was her name again? Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy. And his leg was made completely out of Karen Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a scuzzlebutt reference for those who don't know. <laughs> and it was not Karen we're, Duffy initially. We're Forty-three minutes in, and we're at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And I said I didn't want banter because it's going to be so much talk about the movie. This is going to be so horrible. So yeah, a, a part of why I think that it's ridiculous is that I thought when when he gets like stressed out because Jim Carrey slides and takes the 
because he thinks she accidentally forgot her briefcase. Yeah. So he slides and grabs it. There's a bug on the ceiling above you. Hi, and, bug! Oh, I don't like it. And um, it's flying. Sorry. <laughs> Is it a mosquito? I, I don't. Maybe. So it needs to die. I don't want a skeeter on my Peter. They, I don't know where he went. Those sons a bit that's still up there. They bite me in the face. They mosquitoes love me. And it's because I'm sweet on the inside. <laughs> and I'm mosquitoes not, like sweet things? Yeah, you know, they like sugar. Really? Uh-huh. Huh. And I have a poor diet and it's pro- it could also be a blood type as well. Who the fuck cares? Anyway, <laughs> so I thought that because so he's stressed out. He takes medicine. And he's like the guy, I don't know his name, but he's an actor who used to be in things in the 90s. Um, yeah, he's got an ulcer, right? Yeah. So speaking of how Karen Duffy talks and not being able to understand her, it took years before when he takes that medicine and she says, D-Ulsa? <laughs> I thought the entire time she was asking if it is a specific kind of medicine called D-Ulsa. <laughs> I had no fucking clue she was saying Essentially, is it the ulcer? Oh, man. So, a spoiler alert here. There are two things in this movie that fucked you up in uh, not understanding what they were saying. You got Dialsa, and then the one that we share together. No, because <laughs> then there's also when she says, Andre, have a goddamn hemorrhage. Oh, I don't know what she's saying. Like, he'll have a goddamn hemorrhage or something. Joe Mentalino. Mentalino? Yeah. And he's- his name is Mental in the movie. And Mental is. His part in his last his name. His name is Mental? Yeah. Is that what it says? I just know that. I thought Isn't that it? they call those... The, they said the, the guys who act mental. This is how she refers to the dumb and the dumber guys. His name is Mental in the uh, movie because he's like, hey, it's Mental when he's on the phone. Yeah, I don't think that that's what that means. I, I just looked up. Dumb and Dumber Mental, and it came up with this guy. Maybe because his last name is Mentalino. Probably. Dumb and Dumber. I'm looking at the cast. I don't trust you. Joe Mentalino. Is the man's name? His name was Mike... St- oh, wait. His name was Joe his name Mentalino is in the Mar- movie. Yeah, his name is Mike Starr. Okay, so yeah, they called him Mental. Okay, so I thought he was just referring to Mike the fact Star? that those guys are retarded. Was it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike Starr, isn't that the uh, former bass player in Alice in Chains? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Remember we both liked him a lot when he wasn't all fucked up on that show? Mm-hmm. That was sad. Yeah. Miss you, Mike Starr. I don't. Um, and one thing that's interesting also, I don't know if you know this, but Jim Carrey and Lauren Hawley, who plays Mary Swanson, they had like an, an on again, off again relationship. I didn't know it was on and off, but I did know that they had a... They were like engaged at one point. Oh, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, it did not. Didn't that happen all the time with Jim Carrey and his female leads? I don't know, but I know he dates a lot of people and he does not have a lot of long-term relationships. He's probably a lot to handle. Guaranteed. And by that, I mean his dick is huge. <laughs> Probably. And he's too hard to handle now. All right. Um, while we continue to talk about this, because we have so much to go, I am going to play a song because I I love the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. So I'm going to play some songs in the background from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack okay. that play in the background of the movie. Um, let's start with New Age Girl by Dead Eye Dick. <laughs> And I love this song. You brought this song up on past I've, podcasts. I have shared this on social media. 
I'm a fan of the song in general. Uh, Bob Rindies. Oh, fuck, I missed the Bob Rock. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that um, when we see Jeff Daniels sitting and when we see them, like, in their... Because they both get... No, I should have even say what happened. Well, I Lloyd didn't fi- finish. Make a quick work of yeah, it. Yeah, Lloyd goes to deliver it. The plane already took off, and he falls off the tarmac, which I think is interesting that the guy who's like... Because he's like, hold that plane! And the guy's like, sir, you can't go in there. And that he is clearly smiling as Jim Carrey falls off. But then he says that he did it again. Yeah, he did it again. But that's not why he got fired. He got fired. Because he wrecked the vehicle. He wrecked the vehicle. And he's like, they get so mad when you leave the scene of an incident. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. But yeah, I think that when they actually get back to their apartment and they talk about, like, their days... Like, I, I just think that Jeff Daniels pulls off just looking so frumpy and dumb and just, like, yeah. lazy and the disheveled. Way, the and way he sits in the, the, on the couch and he's mm-hmm. just, like, slumped over. Yeah. So I, th- I think he really, like, Jim Carrey has the bowl cut and he has the chip tooth, which is real. But it's, it's almost like he's trying to look dumb. Jim, Jeff Daniels just had to like just had long hair, fr- frat, like make his hair frizzy, and that's it. Like, yeah. and he's it was. He's got a face that lends to it. He's not uh-huh. not a handsome guy when he wants to be. He's just yeah. one of those guys who can just just do a little something, and I'll look the role. Let's do oh, this for sure. He can look like a dad. He can look scary. He can look just n- like normal, or he can look like he does in this movie. Well, and one of my. Uh, arguments that I forgot regarding who who is dumb and who is dumber. I, I, I guess in one way that I think that Harry might not be as dumb is that I don't think Lloyd could have built the shagging wagon. No. But I don't know if he built it. If he just paid someone he to do it. He just paid a custom shop to do it. I mean, the alarm was 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when... They, the mental and the woman come right. What's the woman's name in the movie? I don't know her name in the movie, but mental and her come and knock on the door, and I find it, it doesn't make any sense on this part because they look through the it's Shay, Shay, Shay and mental. They're at the door and they look through the people, uh, Harry and Lloyd, uh-huh. and mental for some reason. Knowing that there's a peephole right there, because it's not like you can't see those things when you're on the outside. Yeah. He's just checking his gun and, like, putting bullets in it. Like, you're a professional hitman or whatever here, a professional crime guy. Was it her or was it him? He's doing the gun part because he's in the background. She's just kind of looking in the porthole. I wrote, why would you have your gun out after you knocked? It's just doesn't make any sense. Because they were clearly... not too bright either and you no. you kind of get the feeling that even the people like even like the cop when we get to the cop later he's not that fucking bright like it's a world of dumb it's kind of a world of dumb no one is like super intelligent in this at all yeah nothing really makes sense true so <laughs> then we get the uh did you pay the gas bill <laughs> do you realize what, what you've, you've done, done? Uh, so, so we they go out the window right there. Is that what they do? They do climb out the window, but we do have to mention that they do have a dream 
to start a worm <laughs> store and they have a ginormous aquarium full of worms. Fucking gross. And then we also meet Petey the bird. Pretty bird. For a little bit. Yeah. For a smidgen. Uh, but they le- they don't think that someone's going to actually come into their apartment and damage anything. I wouldn't... I mean, they just think it's a gas man. Yeah. I mean, they have... It's so funny <laughs> that the dynamic in this whole thing is... They have no fucking clue what's going on. No, because he just thinks that they, the gas man is there. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, why would the gas man show up beating on your door? Like, wouldn't you get, like, a notice or wouldn't they turn it off or something? Like, that's not usually how that works. And why would he be holding a gun? Because who knows what sort of repercussions they've had to deal with for their <laughs> right? dumbness in their life. Right. So maybe they think everything is super extreme. Yeah. And then the, one of the craziest parts happened because they get in the apartment. Mental and Shay, is that what mm-hmm. the name was? And they want to leave a message. Which I think they could, because they're like, we should trash the place. And she's like, I don't think they'll get that message. They have worms in their living room. They, I think it would have been more effective to bust. I mean, even if it's a dump there, if you bust it open and put like dirt and worms all over the floor. Yeah. That's noticeable. I don't even think it was. I mean, it's obviously not well taken care of, but it's not like filthy there's not shit everywhere uh, i mean it was like stained up because stained up but like you can tell they didn't like buy their furniture and stuff imagine if bob and i lived on our by ourselves like together in a apartment together that would be trashed there would be cups smell and stuff so everywhere it would smell so bad you know how i lived before i had gnats that lived in my room that that is what trash to me you're is. pretty you're still kind of trashy i am yes <laughs> i'm hairy uh, so, but he twists the fucking bird's head off. He pulls the bird's head off. It's crazy. He's truly mental. Mental is truly mental. So, it, and it appears that they they go out to look for jobs because they they eventually like they leave for a while, but then they come back and they're just like like there are no other like job prospects unless you want to work forty hours a week, which is like the craziest thing. To them, yeah. Which, I, I'm so jealous of them. <laughs> like, man, I wish I didn't work 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, but they were, but they also, I mean, cost of living was much lower because it also wasn't like technology ridden like the world is now where everyone feels like it's it's a necessity to have a $1,000 smartphone yeah. in your hand. A $1,500 smartphone. And a new one every, however. A couple of years. Yeah. And it, it almost looks like they're living in a subsidized living situation like it might be their rent might like a be section eight related, sort of i guess i don't really know section eight means. housing yeah it's like government it's rent based like uh based McNair. on your income right mm-hmm. yeah that's the feeling i get it's i mean it's, if, if anything it's the shittiest apartment complex in town it's like the horseshoe apartments yeah Oh, God, the equivalent the for us. Apartments. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have a roof over their head, but everything is stained. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, so they they come back. Well, actually, Harry goes inside. Lloyd goes to get some bear. Some bear. He says, supplies. Get the essentials. <laughs> and then uh, it's the classic scene where he gets robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized car. <laughs> and his essentials are like, looks like beef jerky, two... Like big cases of Coors Light. Yeah, like twenty four, two twenty four cases of Coors <laughs> yeah, Light. Two which, boxes. What a bad choice, if uh, you ask me. An amazing star or foam black cowboy hat. 
there are like six pinwheels for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. He he's playing with one of those like ball paddle things as well that he's swinging around in his yeah. hand. Yeah. And then he wants to get a slutty newspaper. Rhode Island slut is what it's <laughs> called. And I want to know, were these a thing? Did they have, you know, they got the newspaper machines. It seems- did these exist or did they invent this for the movie? I mean, I can't. I my imagination is that it's not real. That's what I thought. Because I mean, a child could go and and get that, and that just doesn't seem like it seems like it should be protected, not just down the street. But I also know that there were cigarette vending machines, and anybody could buy from there too. And I also know that my dad put a vending machine outside of his restaurant, and two of the buttons were unlabeled, and both of those buttons had cans of beer in it. So anybody could go up and put probably 50 cents at that time in the vending machine. And if you knew, you could hit one of the bottom unlabeled buttons and a fucking beer would pop out. What if you accidentally hit it? Uh, then you got yourself a beer. <laughs> it was probably a shitty beer. Like a Milwaukee's probably best hams. or something. <laughs> it was probably hams. That's right. Um, so, yeah, he disrespects old people when he asks the lady to watch his stuff because he accidentally leaves his wallet in the Rhode Island slot. I mean, he, he, yeah, I mean, because if he got that, he didn't take that with him. So that means she took that too. He would have, because he did get the paper and left his wallet in. But she didn't have change. Do you think she actually had change? Yes. Ah. No. No. I don't know if if she stole his actual wallet. Yeah. But I'm saying that he had the paper, he got it out, and he probably sat it oh, with the yeah, beer. Yeah. So that means that not only did she get two took cases, his, she took his copy of Rhode Island. She slut. also got his Rhode Island <laughs> slut. So it was all for nothing. He didn't even get to look at that. Do you think she would paper. have robbed him regardless if he didn't say that thing about old people? No. Really? You think it was that? I think it was that. Because she seemed nice, even though when he like weirdly jumped back, it was saying that. She could still serve a purpose, even though society sees her as being worthless. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what he said. And then when he comes back to the place, the apartment, and he's like, I was robbed by a little, a sweet little old lady. A sweet old lady on a motorized cart. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. He's not wearing the giant foam cowboy hat, and he walked away with it. What happened to the giant foam cowboy hat. Maybe he ripped it off his head and threw it on the ground and stomped on it when he realized that he didn't have anything. Maybe so, but I would like to say this. At Kings Island one year, they had the big giant styrofoam hats, and I made sure I left that Kings Island with the giant styrofoam hat because of Dumb and Dumber. My sister probably would have got it at the beginning because she would have been like, I want that, and then she would have ridden a ride and it would have, she would have lost it. <laughs> And I only say that because... Did that happen? Yes. <laughs> she what? definitely lost... Uh, it was just like a like a cap, like a ball cap. It was, I, th- I think it may have been like Dallas Cowboys because my dad has always been a big fan. Like, I don't know what it like what it was specifically, but I definitely know you gotta that take she the, lost it. got to take the hat off on a ride. It's going to come off regardless of how well it's on your head, unless it's like strapped onto your head. Yeah, I would never think... Like, I understand wanting to wear a hat when you're walking around in the sun all day at, a, at an amusement park. Like, that would make sense. Something to help yeah. shade you. Yeah. But if you're riding rides, yeah. it just seems... 
Yeah. It'd be like my brother. <laughs> you who... don't even. You can't even sit on it, and in some rides, you know, like some rides are that's... built now to where you can't just put it underneath your butt. Yeah, that's what I would do too if I could. If mm-hmm. I wore a hat. Did I ever tell you about the time that Bob and I went to Kings Island and uh, we were riding the Tomb Raider ride, which puts you completely upside down at one point, and he took his hat off, and I looked over at him, and the night before, is when he was still drinking, he had gotten drunk oh, yeah, I think and shaved his head like he was a bald guy. Uh-huh, like <laughs> an old man. In the middle of the Tomb Raider, Raider ride, I'm just like, what the fuck's going on with your head? And, and he's like, don't tell mom. And of course, we go find my mom, and I'm like, Check out Bob's head. I just ripped the hat off of his head. Absolutely. Yeah, look at Bob. God, you and I were both little shits being the younger sibling, which I was a middle, but I still, I told on my sister for shit. I was a shit because Bob beat me up sometimes. Oh, Beth made fun of me and called me names and got people to yeah. call me names. So yeah. It was always a retaliation. Like, it was usually I, retaliation. I don't have the strength to get back at you unless I kick you in the balls, which I did a couple times. Mm. I was always stronger physically than my sister. <laughs> So I had to be a little shit if I wanted to get back at him for something. I had to. Yeah. I fucking would. I'd find his porn and I'd run out to my mom and be like, look what I found in Bob under the bed. I did that when I found pills that my sister had. And she was yeah. like, I'm I I'm holding this. them for someone. I tried that with his weed one time and he was like, it's just oregano. Give it back. And he like wrestled me to the ground and took it. And I, now looking back on it, I'm like, fuck. There's nothing like when I walked in on Beth having sex with her boyfriend. No. When we went to Wendy's real quick and Whoa. came back and Beth thought she could get a good screw in. We shared a bedroom. So oh. when I walked in and I, uh, it was awful. And I went straight downstairs and m- told my dad. <laughs> so my sister and her boyfriend had to walk downstairs oh, and man. see my dad before they could leave. I, I didn't, uh, whatever. To me... There was a difference between what's wrong and what's right, and I didn't like what I didn't like the path she was on. She was making a lot of bad fucking choices. And you were holding on to aggression anyway from her making fun of you. Yeah, makes sense to me. So yeah, it's just kind of like you're fucking up. I got you, bitch. And I (laughs) and I ruined her relationship with my dad for a while, and she moved out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say it's my fault, but. Wow. I just, you know. You want to take a break soon? I like to joke. Yeah, we can do that. Um, We're at an hour. <laughs> that's insane. That's definitely I'm in, insane. I'm in a talkative mood, too. I am, too. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, we, so. we were supposed to keep having a... Backlog? A backlog, and we're we recording just... recording this two days before it comes if, out. If I could just stop getting sick from allergies and stop having my depression weekends where I just want to lay in bed and not do anything. Depression weekends. Is there a name for that? De- Depreckens? Depreckens? Oh, move on. It's Depression Day. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Depeche Mode day. <laughs> so, basically, I guess it's fair if you do... I mean, it is still early in the movie. We'll uh, try and probably talk about things a little quicker, hopefully, as it goes on, but we'll (laughs) see. Um, But as of now, they know, you know, Petey's head fell off. Yeah, fell off. It fell off. (laughs) They got to get the fuck out. They, you know, Lloyd's tired of being alone. He, He wants to maybe potentially start a new life, at least take this trip. And, yeah. and return this briefcase yeah. to Mary and Aspen. And Harry has agreed. 
with and some convincing, he's agreed. Now it turns into a road trip movie. And then uh, for a little bit, it's a road trip. So we're going to take a break and then we'll be back. Flex and a man, the chant. Got a sixty style top a comeback. Draw your Who does this song? Apache Indian. Nice. We're big fans of you here at the Couple of Critics Podcast. What was it? Apache Indian? Apache Indian. So we're back. So we're back, and we're talking about Dumb and Dumber. And, you know, here and there, we're talking about Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so <clears throat> where we left off, since we still have a lot of the movie to talk about, <laughs> is that they're on the road. They, they hit the road. They have hit the road. So they're leaving Providence, Rhode Island, and they're going to... They're going to Aspen, Aspen Colorado. Colorado. That's where we should go. <laughs> it's a place where... No, Aspen is expensive. It's rich blood in Aspen. Aspen is a place where the beer flows like wine. And it's a place women... where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> you have seen this movie quite a bit. <laughs> Too many times. Some would say not enough, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about this. They're on the road, and they they stop at a diner to eat to get some uh, a diner that I would love to eat at. Why? Just because it's like a classic it looks diner. Looks like it's a classic. I would get a cheeseburger and fries. <clears throat> they got the classic ketchup bottle. It just seems like I would be like, this is fucking delicious. Or it would be terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be horrible. And I, I love that they, uh, when they get Flo's attention, hold on. We never, we didn't, there was something classic that we skipped over. Whoa. Oh, wait, no, we didn't get to it yet. Never okay. mind. Right. It has happened, but it hasn't been brought to, to life yet. So never mind. Okay. But, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Do not know what you're talking about, but I can't wait. But when he gets <laughs> Flo's attention. Yeah. And then he is like, excuse me. What's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mmm, that sounds good. I'll have that. You got another mmm. Yeah, yeah that was the other mmm I was talking about. The, the look on her face when he calls her flow. She looks so. It's just like fuck you. It's dude. the most I hate you and don't want anything to do with you look that I've seen in a while. It was it was strong. It's, yeah, it was very strong. It's good acting. She got a she's got a good resting bitch face look. Yeah, she does. This is where we meet Seabass. We do, because he knocks over salt, and uh, it's bad luck. So he was supposed to throw it over his right shoulder to get some good luck. And this is classic Jeff Daniels acting. Like, the way he looks at him and just... It was just so nonchalant. Yeah, nonchalant was the exact word I was going to use. He just tosses it over like it's fucking nothing and, and the, just like continues to go back to start eating and it hits sea bass i assume in his trucker hat and he's not happy about it no not at all so he comes over and uh long story short he spits in harry's burger he hawks a loogie 
And I don't know why he's like, are you going to eat that? He's, he's, uh, he's really driving it in. Like, it's almost satisfaction for Seabass to just confirm. That he's in control? And confirm for everyone, because everyone is watching at this point. Oh, yeah. In the whole diner. And he's showing off for his buddies, because uh-huh. you know he's the badass of his crew, too. Kick his ass, Seabass! Yeah, yeah. You know if they get into a brawl, they're like, call Seabass over here! Uh-huh. Or, ten times out of ten, Seabass is the one who started the fight. We also learn, um, before the the uh, soup du jour... We we learn an interesting fact that the monkeys inspired the Beatles, <laughs> which you said you had, hadn't noticed before. Seen this movie a hundred times, and I had never heard that line before. That's funny. Yeah. So we it's the good thing about revisiting things on this podcast is mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get new insights to things, and with a different, especially when you were like a kid yeah. as well, and now oh, you're yeah. a, an adult. Yeah. So view for sure. Yeah. Um, so he honks Salugi and his burger for sure. I mean, that definitely happens. Oh, it's like, man. it's like, Such a food. <laughs> this fucking song. This has been talked about on this podcast before, or at least on the page. I don't remember what it was, but that you said something on the podcast. You thought it was 10 foot was- of butt crack? Ten feet of butt crack. <laughs> so I, don't, I, could see. I don't know how. When I was a kid, I thought it was just a little butt crack. Was all I had. <laughs> but yeah, it's called Two Foot O Butt Crack. Really? O Butt Crack? Mm-hmm. Who By does this Bruce song? Bruce Greenwood and the Circle and Circle the Wagons. Huh. And it's interesting to actually hear this song. Butt crack. To hear this song and know that it's about a guy's woman cheating on him. Yeah. And so he just sees the dude's ass as he's running away from the scene of the crime. Yeah, his coveralls are on the floor and his ass is running away. It's not really a great song, but it has no. a, a great chorus, if you ask me. That's all I could say. So they are getting uh, revenge, which this is from the scene Something Wild, which is the whole story about how Jeff Daniels saw it in a movie once. Or no, I'm sorry. This is the Jeff Daniels movie? This is the Something Wild movie that inspired them to hire him for this, which is why the Fairley Brothers wanted them, which is they talk about how he does that and... Catches up to him up the road and slits his throat. I didn't, I didn't know that was like a little meta I, yeah, thing I going I, on there. I didn't until I read it, but apparently that's a nod to a movie that Jeff Daniels was in previously. Huh. Interesting. But you learn something every day. <laughs> you, you sure do. Uh, and then. <laughs> it's a horrid song. Only give it its due at the end. Butt crack. Butt crack. So they scam. They scam. Sea bass. Sea bass. They, uh, which is smart. I mean, I guess if it was written, it happened in another movie, but they had them pick up the tab secretly and, you know, scandalously. Yeah. Genius, though. And also just started grabbing newspapers and candy bars and just <laughs> put this entire fistful of candy bars on there, too, which is smart. Yeah, but 
I, as a waiter or a waitress, would be like, I don't know if he said he wants you guys to get candy bars and shit. And a, yeah, I feel like someone else. Would, she, she was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. She doesn't give a fuck. She's reading a book. Like, well, of course you're angry or something. Like I don't know, something <laughs> with her dark lipstick. She's clearly an angsty yeah. '90s girl. Absolutely. But then, do you think? Do you think Seabass ended up paying the tab, or he was like, "Fuck no, I ain't paying for that," and they just the restaurant just had to eat it. I bet the restaurant had to eat it. Because I bet Seabass wouldn't put up with that. He's like, you saw what I did to his burger. I'll fucking break this whole place. And it seems like Seabass is known there. Like, he's probably a good customer, so they're not going to make him pay that tab. Yeah, because they all ran out the door. Every single person that was involved. Mm-hmm. Both waitresses and the whole Seabass gang. He's going to kill them sons of bitches. They call themselves the Seabass Sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Seabass guys. Okay, so... Uh, so they he tells them you know he he got the idea from a movie, which is again something wild I guess is what I read, and then Jim Carrey has to pee. I'm sorry, Lloyd Christmas has to pee, and what I think is interesting and obviously extremely irresponsible is that he's able to fill up four or five beer bottles multiple yes <laughs> at one point as he's handing them off and peeing into them L- lloyd is i mean harry is holding four and holding the steering and wheel so, and lloyd is still and he is still filling peeing. another one yeah, up yeah so they just have a bunch of empty beer bottles so are they drinking and driving or are, is one of them drinking while the other one's driving i don't know because it looks like at another point which it looks like he gets a six pack. Lloyd picks up a six pack at a gas yeah, station. He does. You're right. I want to say this as a man who has a penis, peeing into the little hole of a beer bottle accurately seems to me be very, very hard. Well, this movie also taught me that you can't stop going once you start, that it stays. It stings. Well, isn't, isn't that like a thing for a guy? It does it's, it's much harder for a guy to cut off peeing than it is a woman. Is it not hard for a woman? You just stop. It, it does. Give it's you, uncomfortable. It does give you a little sting. But, but it's it, also not like loaded in the gun already. <laughs> it does have a little sting and uncomfort to it. But it is it's a practice. It's the word. It is a practice to uh, control your ejaculation moment during sex yeah you just look at me naked (laughs) and you can hold off coming for a long time (laughs) but that is a technique to strengthen those muscles to be able to stop yourself from coming if you're you know i'm coming one pump dump kind of guy one pump dump you just practice stopping and going stopping and going so fellas out there if you're having problems with the one pump dump Give it a try. What I think is crazy is that it was really hard to get this movie called to be called Dumb and Dumber, I guess. That was another thing that they had to fight for. It sounds like this movie was just a fight to get it made all around. Um, no studio wanted to make a movie called Dumb and Dumber, so they the Fairleys changed the name of the script to other like multiple names. They have a couple Stupid and Stupider. <clears throat> well, there's one called Go West, which they do. But th- this is just to get the studio execs to read it. Yeah. And uh, when a power tool is not a toy. When a what? When a power tool is not a toy. 
That doesn't even make sense. Not in this movie at all. Huh. What's up, bud? I thought you said one a power toilet is not a toy. <laughs> this cat is just like scratching on me. And he got stuck. Hold on. Ah! Ah! Okay, sorry. Assault! Assault! <laughs> he, he, he leaned up and stretched and got stuck in me. You know how cats do that. But yeah, I think it's interesting that it, it seemed to be such a fight for the title, for the actors... So were studios not, um, you might not even know this answer, but were studios just not reading it based on the title? <clears throat> yeah, that that's, they would reject it. stupid. Because no one wanted to put money into a movie called Dumb and Dumber. It seems, it seems dumb to me. It seems dumb and dumber to me. Well, and it, it, what is not dumb is finding out, because I did want to know specifically while watching it, how much of this movie was scripted and ad-libbed. And it says that it's about 15% of the movie was ad-libbed. So not as much as I thought. Yeah, I don't think improv was a huge thing. Quite, and it still really isn't. Really, unless it's that's the whole angle of the thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanks. it's not like it's a Christopher Guest movie where those are yeah. loose, loosely like an outline. It's a base story and then you just go off on your own improv chops Mm -hmm. i don't think that was really still not even mainstream well going back to the movie specifically as things are happening uh pee is happening into beer bottles they're now getting pulled over for speeding because harry is speeding and for how somehow he doesn't see the four bottles of beer as he's driving As he's along. holding the steering wheel. Yeah. Because he comes up right next to him on a bike, so he would be able to see that easily. Absolutely. Pull over. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah. Killer boots, man. <laughs> God. This is the biggest 10-year-old podcast ever. We're like, and then did Th- this happen? And then they isn't see that, this? Isn't that what? I mean, <laughs> otherwise it would just be like, yeah, I like this movie. I like this part. I didn't like that part. Bye. Like we have to like talk about what happens at least, but there we get Harlan Williams uh <clears throat> sucking back on Grandpa's old pot cough medicine. He looks young. Looks so young. Yeah, I think, his his yeah. head is a different shape at this point too. <laughs> his got a his very head strange got head. way bigger. Yeah. Very, it's like it's like a rectangle. His head is a rectangle. It's definitely I would call it more oval, but it has just has a, has a long face. Why the long face, Harlan? Yeah, and he is definitely doing a Jimmy Stewart inspired. You think so? Oh fuck yeah! He's like, shut your mouth if you know what's good for you. <laughs> it's not completely Jimmy Stewart, but I think it's like I'm gonna take Jimmy Stewart's. Sort of hilt. What's all this Jimmy Stewart? Because Jimmy Stewart and, is and funny to Mary! do. Yeah, it's funny to do. I do Jimmy Stewart every once in a while at work. I'll be like, Mel. Oh, Mel. So <laughs> we do find out that the money, that there's money in the briefcase. It's supposed to be a drop-off. That there's, It's supposed to be a drop-off because Mary's husband has been kidnapped. And I watched some uh, scenes that had been deleted on YouTube. I could only get so far, but there were entire storylines that like really focused on her husband being like abused while kidnapped, and like kidnappers had much bigger storylines. And it's wild to me. And the dialogue was awful, though. Yeah. So 
It, I mean, so much was cut out. And this was filmed. All of this was filmed. This was all filmed. You can look up deleted scenes from Dumb and Dumber on YouTube, and none of them are good that I've seen. Which is very intriguing to me because as we watch this, I made the comment of, this movie is so tight. There's no like wasted time. It's mm-hmm. very straightforward. It's just get this done, get this done, get this That's done. That's how they used to make movies. And they feels, would really trim the fat. Yeah, and it feels so fast. Like, there's a lot to it, but in the long run, it's it's just straight to the point. Set up that they're dumb. Set up the whole drop-off thing. Then they're off to Aspen. It's very, very quick. And it's them like being dumb along the way, but there is... And even though like it's not a strong plot, the plot is absolute. There is a there is a plan that I mean something is happening. It's not just some fuck off movie the whole time where ooh, they encounter people along the way. It's I yeah like there's a plan. I wonder if it changed during filming if they realized like, look, everything we're doing with Jim Carrey and Jeff J- Daniels Jeff Dunham was that his ooh, name? God <laughs> Jeff Daniels is so fucking good and it's making everything else in this movie so lackluster like why even put this stuff in it's just gonna it's just gonna lag see you know how i told you about how there was the whole like chest that her husband was stuffed into yeah there was a scene that was deleted where where they're talking and there's that big window in the background and then you you see the chest like moving down the driveway like he's trying to like inch his way like away yeah like bad cheesy like i'm glad they took all of that shit out because it's like not good physical comedy no not at all and then eventually they see him they're like ah, and they like run out of the room it's like after him it's it's worse it's bad so there i mean so yeah i mean move on the editor Good job. But I mean, that's that's the thing, though, because when you're trying to get a movie made, you are sending out that script that has all of that extra stuff in it. Yeah. That does make it maybe not look like as good of a movie. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting process that there still can be so much that gets shaved off, even after you put so much money and so many days into filming it. Yeah. Like, it's just wild to me. As a dude who creates things from time to time, it's hard to trim the fat it's hard to accept that what i made here isn't very good i've spent three days on it but i didn't it's not it's not worth it the story itself isn't great like what really in my opinion carries this movie as we kind of do word for word whatever or not word for word but like scene for scene essentially like the the performance between those two you really that's what carries the entire movie absolutely the story itself is not that good no no one else is like tremendously good at acting or anything and that's not that they're i don't think they're bad actors no it's just not it's just nothing that showcases anything it's just these two is what you're supposed to focus yeah. on and while the other things are happening you're like hey can we get back to jim carrey please mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i even feel like that when he's just not in certain parts yeah. <laughs> um but I, I i do think so we we do see mary with is i don't know who these people are are they just her rich friends they're not her family right no that's mary's family 
Is that her the like swamp, dad swamp. and stepmom you know or what? something? I don't know because because it seemed like they were just friends. You're talking about Mary's relationship with, with those two. The the Terry Gar, who is the what do you say, lady? And then like the old man who speaks and unveils the owls at the benefit. You know what? I asked this question while we were watching it, and then I decided, oh well, her last her name is Mary Swanson, and they are referred to as the Swansons. So that must be her parents. But then as I was thinking about it just now, she got married. So her name would not be Swanson. Mm-hmm. So I think it's her step-parents. Her in-laws? Her in-laws, yes. That's what I meant. Okay, then we also... I, her, and I, I don't know who the guy is supposed to be. That's the dad. It's the dad to the, the husband. No, I mean the uh, the other guy who, oh, who was the dad in Hocus Pocus. I think he's just a... <laughs> I is he just like a family friend? I think he's just a business associate. He seems very business oriented. You say he's, associate? Yes. I say associate. Okay. I'm just, just, just bringing that associate, up. You say associate. I'm trying associate, to associate, look up associate, what his associate. name is, but for some reason... Let's call the whole thing off. For some reason, it's I'm not finding this guy. And he was really important in this movie. Yeah, he was... The crux of the biscuit. It's the apostrophe. Yeah, I definitely... Charles Rocket. His name is Charles... Real name is Charles Rocket? His real name is Charles Rocket. <laughs> He's no longer alive. Really? He died in 2005. Oh, uh, peace be with you, brother. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. Do you feel good about that? I feel fucking he fantastic He was also in It's it. Pat. Really? Yeah, you don't remember? He I've was seen it's Pat once. He, oh, well, I'm sorry for <laughs> you. He was the one trying to out and figure out who, like, what Miss Pat was. Jeez, dude, or, don't I'm be not, so I obsessed with gender, Pat. man. I said Miss Pat, like the comedian. <laughs> from Pat TV? No. Miss oh. Pat is from in Indianapolis. What was the the super Asian lady in Matt TV? Mrs. Swan? Miss Swan. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I was just yeah, looking at that guy. I think he's guy. just a business <laughs> associate. I think he works at least with the preserve, the wildlife preserve. Because fast forward to the end of the movie when he's asking about the the plane ticket. Yeah. And he goes, can the meal be vegetarian? So I think he's just, he may be a bad guy, but I think he also loves animals. So the guy's name is, it's Nicholas Andre. So maybe she's saying, Andre, I'll have a goddamn hindrance. Or was she saying hemorrhage? Andre, I'll have a goddamn hemorrhage. Is that in the movie? Yeah, I keep thinking. It's that Karen Duffy line. It's all those things uh, that she says that don't make sense. Uh, gotcha. That I can't. Karen Duffy. <clears throat> Karen Duffy. So, yeah. I think business associate, the parents of, what's his name? The, the husband's name? Bobby? Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, his name's Bobby Swanson. Because if it's her husband, she would, traditionally, she would have changed her last name to uh, Swanson. Uh, yeah. So, there we go. And they have like a reputation. They're rich oh, people. Oh, they're very snooty. Well, they're very rich. It's yeah. clear that they're yeah. very oh, yeah. rich yeah, and the well house known. They live in is crazy. That's huge. Yeah. But it's beautiful. I think because I've always liked a, a, a cabin design, but I would be terrified to live in it because you would have to like regularly spray for different bugs that would try to infest not just termites. They're like like wasps or bees or whatever oh, that'll. <laughs> burrow in your wood and like yeah but I, I i do like their place it's obviously a little big for me but i've always liked the the cabin look aesthetic 
mm-hmm. um and uh we get this whole like dream sequence because and we're back to the boys on the road because Lloyd is driving at night and he is just completely daydreaming. And it's just this ridiculous like montage of what, how he would see himself spending time with her if they were together, like, you know, hanging out with her friends, lighting his farts on fire, throwing fucking peanuts on his face and all over the place, which and would not fly in a place that fucking nope. nice. And, a punchline to a joke that I desperately want to know the setup of. The punchline to the joke was, she said, do you love me? I said, no, but that's a really real nice, nice ski mask. mask. What is the fucking joke? There probably isn't a joke. That's probably <laughs> the whole thing is that there's no, because I think they do that in movies where you just get the punchline, yeah, but you don't know what the actual joke is. Because yeah. I don't think a, jo- a real joke is actually like, written. Uh, wrecked him. Damn near killed him. I've heard that a few times, and I've never heard the setup for the joke. Well, within this, you can definitely tell that with creepy Lloyd and his uh, hallucinations, I don't know yeah. what you would say. Um, He's daydreaming at night. Yeah. Uh, uh-oh. Hi, dog. Are you going to be loud? Are you going to be quiet? She's going to be good. Okay. I love you. <laughs> All right, so uh, it, it it seems like he's just a jealous guy because in his imagination, these men want Mary. Yeah, that guy starts kissing her arm uh-huh. very creepily. Oh, like like full lips, like the inside of his lips are t- touching her arm. Yeah, I felt bad for the actress. I was like, man, you got to deal with this guy sucking on your fucking arm. He got to deal with Jim Carrey uh, kissing her. And putting his entire mouth, like stretching it as far as he yeah, could over her face. They were fucking by then. They were probably fucking. But <laughs> yeah. I don't. I would. I would feel weird if you did that to me. That's true. <laughs> but you're. It's for comedy's sake. I mean, I guess if you use some of that mouthwash that you love so much, it might not be so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does rip a man's heart out. He bites a man's testicles. He bites a man's testicles twice after using them as a punching bag, which I don't understand why he would even need to bite them after all of that punching. I I don't know. I do have a note that says... But he went back for a second time, which is crazy. It says, Lloyd fantasizes about biting a man's testicle. (laughs) He did. It was a fantasy. (laughs) Because then after that, which um, speaking of, as I had before, the ad-libbing, the improv in the movie. Yeah. Uh, the doggy bag part at the end where he puts the heart in the doggy bag was improv. Was improv. How could that be improv? I don't know how he... There's a prop. Maybe he just grabbed it and it wasn't actually in the script and Jim just decided to do that. Maybe he just grabbed it off a table. Can an improv count as, hey, I have this idea right now. Can we get a doggy bag? <clears throat> And they're just like, okay, Jim, whatever you want to do. And they give him a doggy bag. And he doesn't tell him like, exactly what Unless he's going to do. Unless they shot it at a restaurant and they just had stuff everywhere. And there Maybe. was an actual doggy bag on the table next to him. And he just grabbed it. When that part happens and he punches into his chest and rips his heart it's out. It's just hollow. And it's like the music is like. <laughs> that part freaked me out as a kid. And I'm a kid who loved horror type stuff i've always been obsessed with jason Voorhees and stuff like that i think what made it creepier to me because i agree with you yeah is how is was the look on his face like when who's whose face the the guy who had the chef lloyd's 
fist in his chest yeah the chef yeah he like the way he looked up at him almost just like terrified and like like it seemed yeah really it was it was creepy (laughs) it was a creepy scene it came out of nowhere if you don't know what's gonna happen I was, put, I thought it was gonna come out clear, and then I realized it was just sounds like, like I can't be Jim Carrey. He's doing kung fu noises, <laughs> but he does bite a man's nutsack twice, and then yes. he sees actual headlights. Oh, and they're and about her to tits. make love. But what I, I, I mean, obviously it's a joke, but I do love when he, when he shimmies the jacket off of his shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, it's very womanly and very funny. <laughs> Hi. I have a dog just staring at me with a huge smile on her face. What's up? Put the headlights. Yeah. And then... About to hit a fucking truck. They're about to have a head-on collision. But then they stop at a gas station. And... Uh, is that when... This is not the big gulp scene. No, 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 no. I don't remember because I, I feel like... Is is that that's when they ended up just getting a place to they stay hotel, for the night? They get that love hotel, yeah, where everything's hearts and the bathtub is a heart shape. <clears throat> and then we, but we do find out that even though they are such good friends, that there is a woman that they have both fucked, and it sounds like Lloyd fucked her while Harry was dating. Yeah. Her? Oh yeah, Lair- Lloyd, Larry. I keep calling him Larry. Lloyd did Harry dirty. <clears throat> he did him dirty. That's why, again, Afraid he's just felter. like a creep, Mr. French Tickler. And yeah. It's, yeah. I, I st- and Harry knew. He told him the story. It was like he Harry He found was- out later. No. I thought. No. He, he, oh, so he was just playing told him the whole him. sleazy story. He wasn't playing him. It was, almost, it was almost sweet because it's like Harry's giving, he's opening oh, he- the door for Lloyd to be like, hey, man. Yeah. I'm really sorry, but that was me. And I think in that moment, Harry would have been like, it was dirty, but I forgive you, man. It was, it's, it's very sweet, really, if you think about it that way. But of course, Lloyd does not take that opportunity to disclose that information in any way, shape, or form. But we, uh, we do find out that he, that they are definitely being followed by those two. By Mental and Shay. By Mental and Shay. And there's a classic scene that may not mean as much to you. But I'm not saying you. I'm saying to people listening. Because this part means a lot to me. Because Fred Stoller, who is an amazing, awkward, weird comedian actor. Yes. um, He is the business looking man who wants to use the phone. Get Get off the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I wish I could. And for years... I'm sorry, go ahead. For years, I didn't know who that guy was. And then, like, we saw something where it was like, and Fred Stoller. And then it was like, wait, that's the guy's name? He's a comedian? People know who he is? I just thought he was, like, some character actor. Beth and I referred to him as get off, get the, off the phone, phone. forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he got me mad. I almost like it. I almost like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was just perfect for that role. Yeah. Like, cause he, he's just kind of like a weirdo in everything that he does. I'm sure you've seen him in something, whether you know it or not, but Fred Stoller has been around for a long time. And this is the scene where we find out that that Bobby, not Bobby, uh, the, the one guy that's friends with the family, he's the bad guy. He's behind the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So it is, 
someone who is actually has an in with a family. It's always that way. It Nine usually times is. out of ten, it's someone within the circle, man. They, that's what they say. Yeah. It's usually someone who you know who kills you. It's mm-hmm. usually someone who you know who kidnaps a kid. Yep. It's not always, but usually. Um, oh, God. And this is when they come up with the plan to... To join them? to For that guy, uh, Mental, to get picked up on the side mm-hmm. of the road, right? Which I have a problem with. Okay. Because they go ahead of them? No. This whole time, Mental and Shay think that they are like some sort of special ops. They think they're like, they know what's going on. That they're just undercover as idiots? Yeah. Because Shay seems to think that they are just idiots. They both give the notion and feel that they think that they're like professionals at something. Like, they know what they're doing. So, they know that they have seen them enough to the point where they left the gas man note and he's Mm -hmm. like, He's like, these guys are good. Look, gas man, how do they know I got gas? If they know that much, they would recognize you on the side of the road. They would know who the fuck you are. If someone was out, if I looked out the viewing, whatever that hole is in a a door, a peephole, and saw someone standing outside of my door with a gun... I might remember what their face looks yeah, like. especially... When you're running you're, from them? If you're a supposed professional... Oh, my God. <laughs> ...who's, like, knows exactly what they're doing. Because they don't know at this point that they're fucking idiots. They don't know that this is happenstance. And it's just, as he says later, talk about being at the wrong place at the wrong time. So it makes no sense for this plan to happen. But it furthers the movie. So how angry can you get at? And that's when she's like... Joe, let me do them. Let me do both of them. You don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, you often and say you're not good at impressions. I'm not. It sounds nothing like her. Yeah, it does. It sounds a lot like her. You're good at impressions that most people don't do. It's because I. Uh, the, it's the things that I remember, and it's something like her character is just glossed over by a lot of people. You yeah, mean? But yep. to me, she stands out as someone who makes no sense half the time and she talks like it's just you know what she's saying but it's hard to understand her you have to like figure out what she's saying yeah (laughs) oh man i remember when i was having palpitation problems and i had to go get my bottle of (laughs) dialsa yeah i thought he just had heart problems and he took dialsa i didn't know anything i was a kid i didn't know what an ulcer was for a very long time i didn't just only heard it in this movie i didn't find out what an ulcer really was until within this last year <laughs> and it was because of watching um what the fuck is it called my 600 pound life i didn't know that it's actually that your like stomach <coughs> breaks it's like yeah it's, isn't, you're like, isn't there a hole in your yeah your stomach? stomach like the inside of your stomach is coming out because there's like a, a hole in your stomach i thought it was your intestines is that what it is yeah. i think so i don't know i don't know for a fact I still don't know what an ulcer is, it turns out. <laughs> I thought it was your stomach, like, coming out of a hole that, like, had been burned because of acid, essentially, in your stomach. And it's it's your stomach, like, coming out of itself. Oh, that's horrible. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what it was on my 600-pound life, is what Dr. Now told me. And <laughs> I you, Dr. trust now. Dr. Now. Well, that's what a stomach ulcer is. It seems like there's multiple types of ulcers, okay. so... But I'm thinking that an ulcer in general is a stomach ulcer. 
a sore that develops on the lining of the esophagus, stomach, or small intestine. Ulcers occur when the stomach acid damages the lining of the digestive tract. Common cause. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, you're just your your stomach is opening itself. It's disgusting. Um, so one, I mean, this is kind of backtracking a tiny bit, but when what's up, Oliver? Hi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, before they pick him up, and it's it's just them, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you." Like, I'm going to bet you that you're going to, I'm going to get you to bet. Which get is like, gambling by the end of the day. Which is a ridiculous thing. But I have just have a, a tiny little story where when he was like, pose, 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 I did not know what he was actually saying. Yeah. So I remember quoting that in the car with my dad. <laughs> but I wasn't saying pussy. I was just doing like, pose, pose, pose. Like, I, and I was just like, and my dad was just like, like, stop. And I was just like, what? What does that even mean? Like, I don't. E-. And he obviously wasn't t- going to tell me. He would tell me what a stranger was when I was 18. But he wouldn't tell me what the word that they were saying pussy and what yeah. that meant. But that would have been a whole fucking can of worms to oh, open. Yeah, for like, yeah. You, you get out of that one by just going, it's a bad word. Stop. Yeah, I was nine. So he wasn't going to be like, this is the thing that some people call what you have between your legs <laughs> or a cat or someone who's being a wuss. You know your vagina, as many kids called it when I was younger? <laughs> I don't really know how to explain someone being a pussy, like calling someone a pussy, like like you're being a pussy, without saying that they're being like a wuss. Like, that's usually how I do it. Like, you know, like yeah. how, I, how I would explain it. But like, what if you, how would you explain that form of what a pussy is, like a name, without using the word wuss to describe it like how would you define that form of pussy a wimp (laughs) i guess i mean (laughs) a sissy a sissy that's a good okay that's a good one yeah because it's not just someone who's like incapable it's just someone who's like scared like quit being a pussy 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 uh so yeah picked him up he says he's late for a luncheon but then they stopped to eat somewhere. Yeah, he, he could have been like, you know what, fellas, I'm going to miss my lunch anyway. Let's just get me to the next town. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was very odd. They stop at Dante's Inferno. They do. <laughs> and there are uh, these like atomic peppers. And they are. I don't think there's an official bet, but they they definitely try them. And they ask. uh Joe, if he wants some, and he says no, he doesn't say it's because of Dialsa. He <laughs> he just declines. And even though I know that it's goofy, and the scene of them eating their burgers with the pepper and like flipping out with the ketchup and mustard, yeah. it is still such good physical comedy oh, to yeah. me. Both of them. They're yeah, they're both so good because first it's like uh, <laughs> with Harry. Yeah. <clears throat> It helps. <laughs> and then Jim Carrey just taking it to another level instead of squirting it into his mouth, just <laughs> slamming the bottles down and squirting yeah. them up. And then the way he like Jim Carrey's physical comedy, it's, the way that he like unmatched. shook. Yeah. Like just his whole, his delivery. I mean, we, re- we watched Ace Ventura, the original one before watching dumb and dumber. Cause I wanted to watch it. And I mean, his, his, his face is insane. 
like what he can do yeah. with his face. Oh, yeah. But He's what the man he can with do the with face. but what he can do with his body, like in his prime, yeah, incomparable to anyone else yeah. if you ask me. There's that story that he said about when he hosted Saturday Night Live and like all the writers were writing all these extreme physical bits and he said to Lauren he was like, "Do they realize I'm an older man now?" Like I don't know if I can do all this. So you want to know something that I didn't realize until it's, it's stupid. It's just a thought that I had into watching this. Whoa. What the fuck was that? Watching this. That got loud. I think it's interesting that suddenly the ketchup and the mustard is saving the day after that is what got Harry fired in the beginning. Yeah. He lost his job over ketchup and mustard. He did. But then ketchup and mustard came back and totally redeemed itself. <laughs> it totally did. So I think that's interesting. I'm, this is a little bit of a... doesn't even really need to be said, but the backing track to this whole scene? Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, I do. I do. I have Dielsa. Just give me a second. It's their biggest hit. Well, it's a little band. Just a little one. That I like to call and play drums in. Green Jello, baby. They don't have hundreds and hundreds of members who have been in, in the band. <laughs> hey, just I'm a one, little band. I'm one of the preferred. No, you're just like, they're a little band. They're yeah, not oh, a little yeah, band. That's true. I do. <laughs> they stretch across the world. I know, I know this is like stretching it, but it's like, in my head, I get to be like, I'm in a band that's on the soundtrack for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I I would flip out because I the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack is so 90s music, and I love it. I own it. I I enjoy listening to it as an album because it's just so fucking 90s, yeah, yeah. and it's so up my alley. So I have played this song. If I. At least a hundred times. Yeah, I've seen you play a, a handful of times at least. And so, yeah, if I had a credit like this, and I'm in a band who was in the soundtrack for one of my favorite movies growing up yeah. of all time, yeah. like, yeah, as a kid, it, yeah. I also stretch it to Huge. this. I also stretch it to, you know, Weird Al's technically. Weird Al. And Green Jello as well. And Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Other people are like, Maynard, James Keenan, and Danny Carey from Tool are in it. And my go-tos are always Weird Al and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> one of them is racist and one of them is not. You figure out which one. It's <laughs> pretty easy to figure out. It sure is, brother. Um, Tom Jeffries, I'm talking to you right now. We need Harry and Lloyd puppet heads. <gasps> and then they come out for this song only, Harry and Lloyd puppet heads. That would be amazing. Call, putting a call to action on Tom. Because I refuse to make any of the puppet heads because I refuse to carry them around. But get on it, buddy. Someone could be one of the peppers that eventually killed Joe. <laughs> because what is amazing is that they, they try to get him and play a prank on him. So they put peppers in his burger. And he's just chewing the burger in his mouth. And then all of a sudden, somehow, I don't know, the juices immediately hit his stomach. And then he's just like... He kind of notices it in his mouth. And then he swallows. And then that's when the whistle goes off. But he doesn't actually swallow because there's still food in his mouth. No, he does swallow. I watched. I paid attention because I wanted to know yeah, but how fast it when he, what, There's food that flies out of his mouth as well when he hits yeah, the floor. but I think they put that in afterwards just to have... It's more comedic if food's coming out of your mouth. But he does do a little gulp. And if he's anything like me, just because the food you put in your mouth does not mean that's what you're swallowing. <laughs> I'll have a fuck ton of food in my mouth and just swallow <laughs> part of it. 
But yeah, this is an example of like the magic pills in movies. Mm-hmm. Like when like somebody's got anxiety or something and they're like, I need my pills. I need my pills. And then they take it and it's like immediate relief. And mm-hmm. you're just like, that's not how That's not work. how that, and especially not with an ulcer. Like, no. I mean, and like, what are those supposed to be? Pain pills? I don't know what ulcer and pills he just, are. Like, what if they're like a, an, 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 an acid kind of thing? Yeah, but then it wouldn't be immediate. Unless he chewed them, and it looked like he may have chewed them earlier. Yeah, he was chewing them earlier, but still, it's not going to happen that fast. But that's movie pills. Pills always do that in movies. And you can always just take, like, it's like, I need my pills. So you take, like, a handful of pills. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so they get the pills out of his jacket, as he tells them to. Pills are good. And they feed him a bunch of rat poison. Put and some, he goes, gurgle, gurgle. Put some rat poison bitch. in his Shirley Temple. They sure did, Sam. <laughs> they sure did. And so this is the second man that Lloyd has had a hand in killing in this movie. We got the guy who blew up in the fucking car accident in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And technically, he gave him... I mean, sure, they were his pills, his rat poison tablets. Mm-hmm. But they gave him to him. He did. So he should have. That is, well, like second degree murder, third degree murder. And then, but when uh, that happens and he's just trying to, before they actually give him the pills, because I have this, was I think it's so funny, even though it's so simple and stupid, when he's doing some weird, like, Heimlich thing with his feet, and he's like, out with the bad, in with the good, out with the bad. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting that the Fairley brothers do like using some of the same actors, because then we're, we're introduced more to the police officers who are now involved in everything yeah why are the police inv- uh, involved uh you know what i don't really know how they even got started i don't remember because because somehow the fbi knows about the whole thing already <clears throat> and they're already i mean as we find out later they've been following them from providence yeah across the country this makes no sense no because they've had multiple times where they've been stopped and it seems like they could have just stopped this whole thing but they had to let them get to their destination. I think they were letting it happen because they want to see who originally kidnapped Bobby, the husband. By the way, we are an you think hour in on that? and 50 minutes in, and we are still not to Aspen. <laughs> There's not really a whole lot. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there is. We don't have to talk about every little thing. We can say they went on a, on a, on a date, we don't want to which talk. is weird. But um, I do like that when they... They stop at another, uh, like, gas station. Yeah, because Harry can't drive anymore. Because he's tired. Yeah. So then... Driving for nine straight hours. I don't have the energy to start another state. And uh, this is when Lloyd goes to piss. And I think it's funny that when... I mean, you you used to see graffiti all over bathroom walls. You still see it some, still do. but it's not as big as it used to be for some reason. It is in the bars I play music in <laughs> because they probably haven't covered them. They probably just leave it there also Let me to have this. it be an aesthetic. It's actually more band stickers nowadays mm-hmm. than I see actual graffiti like Jay's this mom person is a whore was here. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, or the classic. Here I sit, brokenhearted, came to shit, but only farted. But I like that it said for manly love. For manly Be love. Be here at this time. Be here at Sharp. 2 a.m. <laughs> it was 2.15 on, was it March 23rd or something? <laughs> something like I'm trying that. to remember. Um, Fuck, I didn't realize we could know the date of all this stuff happening. <laughs> we could. 
Um, and it turns out that the traveling trucker himself, Seabass, is the one who is scheduled for that manly love. So uh, what's crazy is that someone could have just been using that Absolutely. stall unplanned. Which and, is exactly what happened. <laughs> which is what happened. And he just broke into it. Like if someone's yeah. there for manly love, they would have opened the fucking door for you. Yep. You didn't have to bust the door open. Yeah. My question is, is Seabass is obviously a trucker, so he's on the road. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy who wrote it to for someone to come for manly love? Or did he see it while he was on the road and he was like, oh, I got to be here? It, it seemed like he had a hand in it. Seems like he wrote it. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way... He has good handwriting. This is a uh, little insight to his aggression, his aggression problem. He's uh, pushing down his true feelings and he's got to act like he's a big fucking man so nobody knows that he's actually into, as he wrote, manly love. <laughs> and I noticed something this time that I... Or put two and two together. You're talking about the, watching it for the podcast or just yes. this on the second watch? Both. Okay. Because you brought to my attention that when he comes in and realizes it's him, it's always like, yeah, Seabass is going to kick his ass. Yeah. But then... But he starts shoving heads... Lo- <laughs> heads <Lloyd's>, Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. He starts shoving Lloyd's head down. He is going to make Lloyd suck his fucking dick. Yeah. That is what's going to happen. And I never, ever ever put that together I didn't until we either. watched it. I thought he was just going I thought that Lloyd was just like sinking down because he didn't want to get his ass. <laughs> but he's But no, he's getting pushed down. He's got a mouth rape. <laughs> Fucking Lloyd. Yeah, shit's about to get <laughs> way dark. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Super dark. <laughs> and, but at this during this time, Harry meets a lady. I mean, this is the whole scene we kind of briefly talked about it earlier. Um She's an undercover cop. We don't know it yet, but she's a pretty lady who just strikes up a conversation with Harry because of his ridiculous mutt cuts video uh, video uh, vehicle. <laughs> and they're talking and he overfills the tank and it looks like the dog is peeing and all that oh. stuff. But he gets the gasoline on his leg and lights a cigarette for the lady because he likes her. And yeah, he's trying to be smooth. Yeah. And he wants to get her number and shit. And he was going to get it. He was totally going to get it. Um, but that was only because she was yeah. onto him. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. never would have happened in real life. No. But he seemed pretty confident in the whole thing. Like he wasn't surprised that he was able to do it. But he definitely set his leg on fire because he's covered in gasoline. And then he got terrifying. That that scene when he's just like, <laughs> Give me the damn number and his the, he's like lit and glowing from underneath and it's his like hair is insane. <laughs> he it's the most evil he has ever looked yeah. in anything to me. That's Jeff Daniels. Good acting. Mm-hmm. Just flip of a switch. Boop. Look at me. I'm mortifying. Now. It's not as good as Lloyd's. I'm sick and tired of having to eat my way through life. It's a really good scene. There's a lot of emotion in that scene. And you, he actually like cries and Jeff Daniel or Harry, like the characters and have like <laughs> yeah. one really serious before, yeah. like when they decide to leave. Jim Carrey's eyes get all doughy and like watery, watery. And it was good acting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they... They take off from there, and then they stop somewhere else, right? Because then there's the big gulp scene. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that is, but that big gulp scene has always been hysterical. But Harry does intervene and knock Seabass out because he's trying... I guess there's one fucking stall, even though it doesn't seem like it. Right. But everyone wants in that one stall. Maybe it was the closest stall. 
I don't know. But my thought is when he sticks his foot in there to put out the fire, there's pee in that, that he sloshes all over Lloyd, who's sucking his thumb. There's pee in that. And is that enough water to put out a fire on your foot? And by that time, it seems like he might have been engulfed in flames. Especially if gasoline, yeah, it would have melted through those pants quickly. Yeah. Quickly. He would have had some real damage on the outside and on the inside in his brain. <laughs> but yeah, the, whenever the big gulp scene happens, which I know it's somewhere in here, it was also improvised. Just the awkwardness. Like nothing really happened. It's just like, yeah, big gulps. All right. <laughs> it's just so weird and random. But it, that scene is hilarious to me. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, Jim, Jim, I keep wanting, we both keep wanting to call them by their names. I keep calling one of them Larry. But they're, <laughs> but they're, they're traveling and uh, Lloyd goes the wrong way. He, he goes in the opposite direction and misses the exit. You drove a six of the way in the wrong direction. And what I think is interesting because they're not going to have enough money for gas to get there um somehow there's a gas station where lloyd trades in the Muttcuts vehicle which is a spacious fucking vehicle very and they could treat it as their own little hotel while they're on the road and, yeah uh it's traded for a thin old school scooter straight up moped yeah <laughs> like that thing was thin yeah and the, uh, thinking of two people riding on a scooter for that amount of time is insane. It's going to be so uncomfortable. Your back would hurt. Your butt would hurt. And then how slow it would be. So how much longer it would take <laughs> yeah. than it did in the vehicle. If it was so far out of the way, it would have been so much more time. Um, yeah, that thing's getting 25 miles per hour tops. Oh, my God. But it gets 70 miles to the ho- <laughs> or gallon on that hog. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> we can't help ourselves but quote. <laughs> and, and mess everything up constantly. But I do think it's interesting that you see Lloyd coming in to frame from so far away yeah, on that scooter. You do. You do. Like, as soon as the... Because there's, like, a curve. And he, like... The road, like, curves into frame from behind Harry as he's walking. Because he's like, I'm going home. I'm walking home. Which is crazy because it's like Nebraska. What I think is wild about that scene is when Harry agrees to go to Aspen again and he gets on the bike, it is Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels on the moped, on yeah. the bike and doing the turn and like doing the little swerve and stuff. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like they would yeah, have. It's been, not going fast. It's not, but you could still f- fucking get hurt like they're so worried about actors getting hurt on set sometimes they weren't as valuable then either i guess like them as artists but yeah i've always for some reason have thought it was interesting that you can just see jim from so far god damn it that you can see lloyd from so far (laughs) (laughs) that it's just even though they i feel like they trimmed a lot of the fat out that they still have like they put that time in there where you still do see him almost traveling the entire span of what's in the background to come and and their exchange is super funny but you don't really get a lot of the actual trip itself on the scooter no, they, they really they shape that, that. labor intensive but we do get great crane or helicopter shots mm-hmm. during this they got like those beautiful 
like over the terrain uh-huh. shots of them dry. I was like, my God, they spent money on this. I part. thought about like, that too. This is a beautiful shot. Like there were multiple times when there were really nice shots, yeah, yeah. but, um, we do get through the whole, the travel and obviously they're freezing and frozen to each other, which you do have the, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. Just go. Yeah. So that comes to your point of earlier when Harry put his foot into Lloyd's pee toilet mm-hmm. to take out the fire. They obviously are not concerned about each other's pee. <laughs> no. And he says that he, he has to go. He doesn't specify. And Lloyd's just like, go. What if he had to poop? <laughs> there was no specifying if it was one or two. So he could have just been like, just go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they could have gone a totally different way. And he's sitting there like, hey, I'm waiting for the warmth. And he's like, oh, it's it's, it's all in the back of me. <laughs> but I do, I, I love, like, obvious, it's another part that seems kind of like cheesy. But when they get off the bike and they're like frozen to each other, I don't really care about like the snot on their faces. Like, it's fine. It works. But the way that he just so seamlessly, like, is, like, he looks like he's stuck to his back, but he's really, like, the way that... Holding on to he's him. He's holding on to him and just, like, picks him up so seamlessly. Yeah. And then, obviously, they're struggling, but when he's like, we're there. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that line. I don't know I why. I love when they fall. And he and just, he, like, like pulls falls him. out of frame. The the we're there part, I don't know why. It's just his delivery and the way he says it. We're there. Is that Jim Carrey magic? <laughs> and, yeah, like, it's uh, he's saying nothing, but... Now imagine like, Rob Lowe saying so, that. Oh, God. <laughs> we're there. <laughs> we're literally there. <laughs> oh, God. He had such a hand in making that word more popular. I assume. To the point to where literally became a, a, the, the definition for literally changed to where literally could mean figuratively. Yeah. Stupid as fuck. <laughs> We're going to make this word, which I, I mean, I guess cool became like hot. Like yeah. if, 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 if like the hot thing, that's epic. cool. I can't stand epic. Oh, it's epic. Well, that's just dumb. Yeah epic <laughs> i have two more notes okay just so you know well we we are in aspen so yeah. we ha- we at least made it we we're we're in aspen we're, we're at two hours we're there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what i don't apologize for this being a long episode i think that our movie ones usually are longer because we feel like we have to talk so much about the scenes and the progression of the movie itself otherwise it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense Plus, then you get our commentary as things go on. So it just makes sense that these are going to be longer episodes, I think. Um, but they they do have another funny scene where they... I'm not thinking actually about this, but to get to that, where they, they can't find her number, the whole like Samsonite I was way off yep. um, with not being able to figure out her name. But when they... It's nighttime and they're at the fire. Yeah. Like homeless people. Yeah. And he's like, I can't feel my fingers. Yeah. And he says that he had the second pair. I remember my, that. My hands are starting to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you. That part is fucking great. That part is so <laughs> Harry sounds so dumb, but so threatening at the same time. <laughs> it's like he's lost his mind. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to kill I'm you. I'm going to kill you. I'm, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to throw this damn curse into that damn, damn pond. pond. And then they start filing, which actually I, I listened because I, I, it's ridiculous how they've tried to break into it because they want to know what's in the briefcase. 
but it's locked really well. I'd have to be a low life to go rooting around in someone else's private property. Yeah. Is it locked? Yeah, really, really well. well. <laughs> um, it, when it's flung because Lloyd jumps after like onto him to keep him from tossing it. Yeah. You hear, they put an actual sound of that like click opening. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. It landed on soft snow. How did that do it? It doesn't make (laughs) sense. Unless it was just weathered from being held on a scooter. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But here's how I made it happen in my brain. If you take a safe and you drop it from a pretty good height, you know, maybe your head. Yeah. And you drop it on the corner of the safe, a safe will pop open. Most just from pressure will pop open. It just like, it just like compresses itself in a weird way that the latch comes out. So mm-hmm. if it hit on the edge, I'm okay with it. Plus, it just had to. It's a goddamn movie. <laughs> yeah. But another, like, because I think the whole scene is just pretty funny. Yeah. And then when he's like choking him, and again, Jim Carrey's delivery of, Harry, your hands are <laughs> and it was a beautiful callback too it was a really good callback to them even talking about his hands being cold <laughs> like it's a whole roundabout great scene yeah, yeah. i think like the delivery is just wonderful of yeah like harry losing his shit <laughs> he went just like a nut <laughs> like, so it's, i believe kill i believe he would have killed him <laughs> i do believe that was hilarious true. and yeah there's a mental break there but and then obviously they discover money and i don't think we need to talk too much about how it's just like ridiculous spending on yeah. hideous fucking clothes and <laughs> a, a sports car which only one person buys a car do you think lloyd well no because lloyd can drive he drove yeah, uh, he can drive he's a limo driver <laughs> it's just one yeah he is oh, i'm a limo driver but they only it was one car and it looks like it was harry's car you don't ever see lloyd driving it yeah you do lloyd's the one that drives it first because Harry gets out of the passenger seat with all those boxes. Um, I think it's a. I think they just both wanted it, so they got it. Okay, that they makes have, sense. They have a little bit of sense that they can't spend another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a crazy. car. And they're just throwing out money like insanity. And yeah. then you get to the Here point where, where they finally see Mary in the paper, and they can't read, or actually Lloyd can't Lloyd read. can't read. <laughs> um. When do we get to the point where they talk about his rapist wit? Because I don't, we don't even need to talk about it. But I always thought they that go to the ball. They find that paper that they're having the ball about the wildlife, the owls. Save the owl yeah. fund. Yeah, they're and endangered. then he wants Harry. He wants Harry to go talk to Mary. Harry to Mary to prop him up. He was like, "Go butter her up or something." He's like, "Tell her I'm blah 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 blah." Tell her I'm this. Tell her I have a rapist wit. A rapist wit. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that was such a funny line. Yeah. It's, it's always... It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird, but it's funny. It's super weird. Which puts us into the next part of the film. I mean, it sets up a date between Harry and Mary. Yeah, so Harry does... Harry gets selfish. Yeah. And He's enamored, too. And decides he's not going to say anything about Lloyd, even though he said... He tried. That, yeah, he just kept getting interrupted. But he made up this whole thing of him meeting her at a bar, and that was never oh, discussed yeah. or never no. happened. Yeah, he set him up for disaster. So he did and actually they... turn into an asshole. Yeah, he did. With that. He got greedy. He got super greedy. and He did not go hose before bros. No, not at all. But what is really weird is, like, I know that there's the scene where 
her friends or whatever like if, i guess that what would that be her mother-in-law yeah it's con- her mother-in-law convinces her to essentially go on a date with a weirdo while her husband to forget about or act like you know so no one can pick up on the fact that her husband's missing yeah but if she's so well known why is she look like she's on a date with this guy who she's spending all day with yeah that doesn't look good either and this is the scene where they kill that owl with the champagne oh i was talking about when they actually go on the date but yeah but yeah but i wanted to bring that up why was everyone you know people saw that happen including the bartender mm-hmm. why did no one be like hey you just fucking killed the owl it's like because it was an accident but still they would want them to like uh, yeah something would, something would be done i mean did yeah i don't know it's weird Ten feet of butt crack. <laughs> so yeah, the the ball happened. Uh, they see that you know, still only so many people are recognizing so many people, which is weird. Yeah, but because it doesn't really look like that huge of an event, it doesn't look like there are a ton of like there are people there, but there aren't so many people that they couldn't. I don't know. But they didn't really stay there that long. Um, but I did think that it was super weird how <clears throat> she did just openly go on a date when the whole thing was about like saving their reputation. But she went on a public date. Yeah. With someone. And it did. People know her too. Yeah. Like everyone knows who she is. She's known in the, in the town. She has dinner. Um, but the also. So we, we said that he sent Lloyd to the bar. Yeah. To meet her there, which was a total lie. Yeah. But then uh, he leaves and sees the whole thing about we've landed on, landed on the moon. That was improvised as well, yeah, which I think is also funny. Um, But yeah, Harry, sure. He just became super. He got enamored super too. Super shitty. Yeah. But just really selfish. And he's probably still holding grudge from Freda Felcher. <laughs> yeah, but if it was that long ago and he didn't talk about it or bring, I don't know. It's just weird to like secretly hold a grudge and not just be like, fuck you for that. I know that happened. It's just weird. Like, it is. Like they're too dumb to even. But pussy, man. I get pussy, pussy, pussy. This is, there's a scene when he gets his tongue stuck to the ski lift. Oh God. That's like the biggest kid joke in the whole thing. Like uh-huh. it's just a physical and I want to know why they detached the ski lift to put him on the side somewhere. Because when she finds him and actually rips his tongue off, oh, yeah. it's detached. It's just mm-hmm. sitting and hanging around. They would have well, they he did just removed keep, him. He just kept going over, <laughs> like, over and over because then people would just get on the thing yeah. with him. So maybe they eventually were just like, we, need, we can't get you off this way, so we'll just take the time to That's crazy. Just go get disassemble a, this. Just go get a cup of warm water. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to have a couple warm water, would you? That's, that's all it needed to happen. Or just and that was my rip last it note. off like a band-aid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when Harry drops Mary off back at her place after yeah. their little day date that they had, um, Lloyd left the bar because he found out from the bartender where Mary lives. So he went to where mary lives and saw i get i it looks like he saw hit her kiss him on the kiss cheek him on the cheek yep because then he he looked heartbroken but then the classic like heartbroken 
nausea, like dry heaving. Yeah, does he vomit? Scene. It looks like he eventually does. Yeah. But it's just because she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And he's grossed out by that. I don't know if he's grossed out. I think he's so heartbroken and heartbroken and emotional disturbed that his friend just did this to him. Yeah. Yeah. So he decides to get him back by putting turbo lax, like an insane amount of turbo lax and what looked like tea. Yeah. I would say it was tea. They, they had a toast with tea, but if half of it is turbo lax, wouldn't you be able to taste that it tastes like medicine? I guess, but he possibly might be dumber. <laughs> that's my that's been my argument this whole time. Um so yeah, the the diarrhea scene is brutal. It's it's one of those scenes that if I saw it in a movie now, I'd be oh, like, I would this hate is so it. So fucking hack like mm-hmm. But it's burned into me from watching this movie as a young child, mm-hmm. so I don't hate it. And I think Harry's performance, Jeff Dunham's performance. God damn you. Jeff Daniel's performance. <laughs> The way he like sticks his legs up and he does that, <laughs> it's still entertaining. Uh, I specifically love that when he's doing all of like the sounds and he gets it all out, and then there's like one high pitched squeak fart that comes out that makes him giggle. <laughs> <He's> like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and this is the scene that when we were driving behind that bus, remember. Uh-huh. We were driving around town and they were watching Dumb and Dumber on that big TV that was in that bus. But it was like a different version. It was like a different version where he picks up the toilet. And it's like dumping it out the window. Yeah. Because she says that the toilet's broken, but then she has to leave. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Because he's like, I because then Lloyd contacts her and says, I have your suitcase. So then he just gets left. Yeah. How does he know... Well, I guess he wouldn't know. He would just go back because he would think she had to leave. So, yeah, yeah he well just went back. back to the hotel. Yeah. So, uh, we are nearing the end of the movie. But yes. since we did talk about this uh, toilet scene, I found something online that I do want to bring to the table because I think it's interesting. Give it to me. So, after the movie came out, Jeff Daniels was approached at a celebrity golf tournament by Clint Eastwood who said that the embarrassing toilet scene actually happened to him in real life. <laughs> what? It says that Clint Eastwood had gone on a date and was beset by some bad shellfish okay. and sped to the bathroom only to find out it was broken once he had exploded into it. <laughs> they would eventually work together in a movie. But yeah, Clint Eastwood went out of his way after seeing that movie to tell Jeff Daniels <laughs> this a, is real life. that this actually <laughs> happened to me, that I had explosive diarrhea into a toilet that actually didn't flush. Wow. So, what do you do then? What, what do you do? Do you scoop it out with a plastic bag? Or you, I, I guess that, or you unhook the entire toilet and dump it out the window. It would still come out the bottom. No, yeah, I'm just saying because of the movie. It doesn't make sense. How the fuck did he detach the toilet? He didn't have a wrench. None of that made sense. (laughs) Yeah, none of it made sense. probably why they took it out. That part's really funny. (laughs) So what? They're back at the hotel room now. So now uh, Mary Mary met Lloyd because Lloyd (laughs) is like... When Mary met Lloyd. Well, and there was a scene that was cut out that I saw where... Lloyd was looking into the mirror talking about how her name would be Merry Christmas when they got married. Oof. I'm glad they got rid of that. Yeah. Oof for (laughs) sure. (laughs) But, um, so they go, 
up to the room. She sees that he has the briefcase. She's so touched. She kisses him because she just kisses people, I guess, on the cheek when she is grateful for things. She's just a sweetheart. Yeah. Who goes on dates when her husband is kidnapped and tortured. If I ever get kidnapped and tortured, I expect you to go on a date. (laughs) A public date with someone who is not you and flirt. One of my friends. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oops. I didn't mean to. What it sounded like I angrily hit the microphone. No! No! Punch! <laughs> Plus, your friends are all taken anyway. So it would be, it wouldn't just be. It'd be double. It would be double jeopardy. cheating. Like, it would be bad. Um, and it would never happen on mine or their part. I can guarantee that. Um, so then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, fucking, what's his name? Who I can't remember the dad from no it's it's nicholas andre yeah yeah Yeah. nicholas nicholas and shay's there when they first show up at the hotel um i don't know why they didn't include her in the uh being in the hotel room i didn't realize she was there she's just there at the bottom of the stairs in the lobby but she also two reasons she might be the lookout at the bottom of the stairs you know okay and two be a lot harder to overpower two people upstairs. So like it's, it, it's a device of the movie to be like, well, if we put two people up there, then they're going to have to deal with two bad guys instead of one bad guy and one bad guy. Yeah, know, but it's, it's two people easier. upstairs. But so what you I want mean, two on two? I mean, not even looking at it like that, looking at it as the filmmaker, you know that Harry's going to come in, you know, packing heat with the, well, What's crazy before that even happens? So Nicholas comes to the door. He has a gun. He ties them up. They find out or Mary finds out that he is the one who kidnapped her husband. Lloyd finds out that she has a husband. He had no fucking idea of anything that was going on. What was all that one in a million talk? But he is planning on just shooting them. Yeah. In this nice hotel. Yep. With no silencer, as nope. like how, I don't know how the fuck he thinks he's gonna get away with this. Like mm. none of this makes sense at all. He gets that ticket for Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Asked for the vegetarian plate, which is why I do think he actually likes animals. <laughs> so he was probably okay. So he was gonna do that and then jet immediately. Yeah, he was gonna kill, take because, the money, and leave. Because he thought that the money was still in the yeah. suitcase. Well, he found out by then. That it was just IOUs. Now he's just pissed off and just needs to kill out of anger. But I think that if this would have all gone according to his plan, if if Lloyd never got the briefcase or anything like that, Mm -hmm. I think he would have stuck around. I don't think he would have left. He would have just had a bunch of money. He's probably got debts. Probably lived above his means. Maybe a gambler. I would think maybe a gambler. Yeah. But um, so Harry is actually stopped by... The lady who, Harry, you never called. The ski girl. Even though she never gave the number, she sped away when he said, give me that damn number. Or for yeah. God's sakes, just give me that, that damn was, number. That was just a coy little way of it's getting his attention. So much time put in. Because how were they following them if they, like, if the police were following and couldn't get in contact, but she was in contact with them? 
and was following them too. Like none yeah, of it none makes, of sense. makes sense. No, no. It, no. when it you take a deep dive into it, it's the logistics <laughs> are bad. <laughs> like yeah. it's the story itself is not great. The only thing you can say of that is they're waiting to see who the bad people actually are. Yeah, they probably have figured out that these two people are fucking idiots. Yeah, they just want the money. That's all it's about yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. So they, Harry is stopped by the cop. She puts a wire on him, tells him what's up. He comes upstairs. Bulletproof vest. Bulletproof vest. He gets Gun. shot. Uh, jumps up after he's shot and shoots perfectly around the guy's <laughs> body. Yeah. Of course, because that's like, Harry, you're alive. And you're a terrible shot. But just, I, I feel like that happens so much that where someone is like incapable of hitting someone, but they're able to go just like perfectly outlining their body, <laughs> yeah. which is so weird. Yeah. It's, it, it might be a cheesy thing, but I don't know. I think it's a, cause you see, you would see that in like cartoons and shit. Oh yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's like a lighthearted, like nostalgic sort of thing to see of someone just being goofy and silly and bad at what they're trying to do. And even the way he shoots the gun, he's like putting his arm in weird areas <laughs> and he's not holding the gun in any way that anybody would. <laughs> no. Um, and then the cops just burst in because he had a wire and they the gun was being fired. Yeah, they heard discharge of weapon, which gives them every right to open up the door at that point. So he would have killed Mary, too. He would have killed all three of them. And then... Then he would have gone downstairs and been like, Shay, we got to get the fuck out of here. So how? So in the end, the police do show up because the police do arrest those two. Yeah. Since uh, Mental is dead. Yes. He got his. Joe Mentalino is dead. He got his quickly. He's done. His debt is now being settled with the Lord. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the guy just appears. Who? The the husband. Oh, yeah. That- There's really no... Which I, I'm glad that they kept a lot of the storyline out about him actually like being Absolutely. in the case. And it looked like he was in the basement of the house that oh, she was staying in. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Because then he the box made itself outside of that house and was like in the driveway like trying to get away. I just came up with a theory. So Shay was still downstairs. When all this was going on, mm-hmm. they probably arrested Shay as soon as they got there. Like, because they knew she was involved they as knew well. She was involved, and then she might have given up the location of the husband. That makes sense. And so then that's because then, like, the cops brought him, him separately while the other shit's going on. Uh huh. Okay. Plus, we also don't know how much time went by from them being up in the hotel room and being downstairs put in a cop car. They were like being questioned, yeah, and like. It looked like a little bit of time had passed, but he meets, he meets Bobby, Bobby Swanson, the Bobby husband, Swanson. and uh, it gets dark again. It does. It really <laughs> does. He fantasizes about murdering Bobby. With several gunshots. <laughs> it's, it's not just so one. Many. It's like, so pow, pow, pow. many. But they just kind of accept their fate and leave. Like, it doesn't sound like they ha- they're they not going to have to pay back any of the money. I got to pay back any of the money, uh, which I guess that would be up to the Swanson family. They're just happy that it got taken care of. Yeah. Uh, they also don't get charged with murdering Joe Mentolino, which they didn't mean to do. Sh- 
but it still happened. You don't mean to hit somebody with your car and you still get charged. It still could have been like, yeah, like third degree, whatever. Yeah. And or whatever the hell they, I don't know how to classify that shit. They get everything taken away from them. They don't get to keep the car or anything like that. No. And they they have, they still have their shitty clothes. They change yeah. back into their shitty clothes. So yeah. that means when they bought a whole new wardrobe and shit, everything they had to go still away. kept their <laughs> shitty clothes to be able to change back into. If I bought a whole new wardrobe and I wore the same clothes <laughs> that had like piss all over them and stuff for a while, <laughs> yeah. they would have gone in the trash. Yep. But they kept them. They're sentimental. I guess so. <laughs> Sentimental R.I.P. Okay, so they are now walking back to Providence from Aspen, which doesn't make sense because there's nothing that's keeping them there except that the tank of worms is still there. I guess. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense because they don't have jobs. Like, there's no, no reason to go back there. Like, they could just start they, a new life. They don't even have a means to eat along the way. No, like it does not make sense that they're just hitchhiking in like light jackets and pants. And it, I bet if they could have talked their way into it, I bet they could have got the cops to get them like a bus ticket. Like, well, hey, is there any way? I don't we know. Can... They already spent like so much money, and yeah, they could have talked to the Swansons. That means that they lost the hog as well. Uh, it broke down. They say that our hog broke down, so they oh. started the trip on the. On the moped. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. And then these ladies, this bus comes by. The bikini. And it's the bikini tour with the bikini <laughs> ladies. <laughs> and speaking of that, I do have one final note. Was that the movie did have two alternate endings. That, oh my God, we never talked about Billy and 4C. <laughs> we didn't talk about how PD was sold. To a blind kid. We're going way back. (laughs) We're not talking about really anything in the story. We're talking about his name. And this is something we've talked about before on the podcast. Absolutely. But for years, Sam and I have both or had both thought his name was Billy and Forsey, like Ken Faree. Yeah. Like in my head, it's spelled like E-N-F-O-R-C-E-E. Yeah. And Forsey. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. But it's not Billy and 4C. No, it's the, it's the apartment. That's where he lives. It's in apartment 4C. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We both realized that at like the same time. Uh-huh. I remember we were both like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Like, what? I don't, I don't even know what it was that triggered that. So you had, uh, what was it? Uh, D'Alsa? <laughs> D'Alsa. And Billy and 4C. <laughs> And, um, hi, I'm Billy and Forsey. Nice to meet you. Oh my God. <laughs> so there was a similar ending, which is awful. If you're ready for this, I think I might already know, but I might not. The concierge at the hotel who they always gave money to. Oh, okay. I do not know this. Asked the two to stay and possibly look after their grandson who ended up being Billy and Forsey. The child that they tricked into buying the dead bird. Wait, what? Who's the what? At the concierge at the hotel, that his that they were like the fancy hotel. The fancy hotel. The guy that they keep giving money to. To stay and looked after his look after his grandson, who ends up being Billy and Forsey. But that doesn't even make sense because he's on the other side of the fucking country. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. So that doesn't make sense. But I do. I did see also or that odds? It, that it <laughs> says here that in the actual ending that. Um, the studio really wanted Lloyd and Harry to get on the bus. 
and the Fairley brothers and Jim refused and said, no, they're too fucking dumb that they would not. It's a much better ending that they don't get on the bus. I agree. I think so. It's a much, much better ending. So, it's, it's the final stamp. It's the perfect. I think the whole scene is kind of lame. Just like girls are showing up on this bikini tour bus thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a man, I still loved the scene. but <laughs> It doesn't make any sense why they are wearing bikinis. Like while traveling on the bus. Yeah. They would all be wearing like sweatpants and like a big baggy shirt. <laughs> like a big baggy shirt. But instead, they're like. Ready to go, like, in case there's a pop-up bikini <laughs> contest. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. So, that's it. End of the movie. Done. That's the movie. That's done and dunner. Done. <laughs> I, I can't. I did it. I fucking did it. Welcome to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I went there. So, we are officially to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. I got some questions for you. What you gonna do? Are you gonna answer me? Or am I gonna kill you? So, why did I choose this? Uh, I wanted to choose a Jim Carrey movie. To be honest, as I told you, I did have a little regret after I said this and then watched Ace Ventura and then watched Dumb and Dumber and was like, man, I wish I picked Ace Ventura Pet Detective because I thought his delivery was like, I still think this movie is great and I love it and I picked it for a reason. But if I could go back and choose Ace Ventura Pet Detective, I would have done that instead. Are you telling me that if you could turn back time? Because I believe in life after life. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? Easy peasy. Easy peasy. What did you think before we watched it? I'm excited to watch it now because I haven't seen it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was excited to see it with a 34-year-old eyes. With the 34-year-old eyes. <laughs> It was, it was, I was excited to see it in a new mind state, you know, with a critical mind. State of mind. Looking for things I hadn't seen before. Maybe hearing things I hadn't seen before. The monkeys joke. So one thing that we didn't prepare before this, neither one of us did, um, because I forgot, is that we're supposed to choose our least and most favorite characters from the movie. Okay. I think I can do that. Do you think you can do that? I I can do that. So, are, do you know who your least favorite character is? Like, would you be able to say that? Yeah. Okay, Sam, who's your least favorite character? My least favorite character is Shay. Ooh, you got Shay. Yeah, she, she's just kind of extraneous. Good she, actress. She's just she's fine. Well, I, I don't normally... I don't hate her. I think she's very pretty. Uh, like I said, I feel bad for her because I know her actual story and it kind of like ruined her career. But... It solidified it when I saw the uh, some deleted scenes with her acting. It was oh, atrocious. Really? Yeah, like the stuff that they cut out with her, like stabbing the guy through the fucking box with the end of a broom handle and just like beating the shit out of him. It was really bad. So yeah, Shay is my least favorite character. Oh, we got well. an agreement. We got an agreement. Do you know who your most favorite character this is? This one's going to be much harder because... Obviously, I have to choose between... It would be silly if it wasn't one of the main two characters. 
I mean, there's no one else that could be. No one else even holds a candle, personality-wise. Yeah, I know. I, uh, fuck. <laughs> mine, I'm just I was going to say mine is Miss Nudaborn. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it's just... I don't think I can pick between the two. They're like one character. I kind of feel like that too. I understand where you're coming from. I, I, okay. So I do have an answer. Okay. Jim Carrey has always been my favorite. However, I think that Harry Dunn's character, even though he does get malicious... I think that he is more good-hearted. That's exactly what I was going to say. So I, th- I think it would be Harry. I think I like Harry Dunn. And I think this time watching it, I paid attention more to Jeff Daniels than I ever have. Because mm-hmm. like, I saw always, some of the faces. like when I've always know, just watched Jim. So yeah, yeah, and if like Jim Carrey's talking, of course you're naturally going to want to look at him. Mm-hmm. So like the second time we watched it, I was kind of doing the opposite. When one was talking, I would look at the other. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to see how, you know, half of acting, good acting is how do you react without even talking? And is it believable that you look like you are in that moment? Harry Harry seems like just like a innocent boy. Well to do and until he does become selfish and vengeful. Yeah. But it's just weird to all of but a even, sudden get even, mad about the Freda Filcher thing. Even that's coming out of like an innocent boy thing. Like he just fell for a girl. And he's just like reacting on love emotion. So I'm going to go with Harry too, but it was very hard to do. It could change tomorrow. <laughs> That's fair. Um, God, how old was I when I first started watching this? I assume it would have been about 95 because it would have had to have come out on VHS before I would have seen right. it. So I assume it would have been like the following year. But you said for you, saw you saw it, it in theater. Um, how did I originally feel about it? I fell in love with it immediately. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> Would I recommend this today? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Again, I think after going back and revisiting this and Ace Ventura, I I just I think that his his facial expressions and his delivery in Ace Ventura, every single line that comes out of his mouth is like sculpted into this like precise delivery that's just like perfect for me like his face and his physical stuff so i mean i would i would recommend that over this but i i, I mean if yeah dumb and dumber i, I think it holds up I think, it I, it, I think it i mean socially it technically holds up better than ace ventura does oh yeah half the <laughs> it's crux a, of ace ventura is that they're grossed out by kissing a man and that the, apparently the whole that she used that or he used that to kiss the entire fucking police force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that everyone was like puking because they kissed a man. <laughs> yeah. Retch, retching their guts out. It's not just like a, uh, it's like. Not even. But, but when you actually see like the tucked back dick and balls, yeah. it's, they would not do anything like that these days. Yeah. Not, Mr. not like Winky. that. Would you watch this movie again, Sam? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was excited to watch it when you said it, so. Okay, so one of my favorites. I do it's burned into my body. It is. I do know that you you did say that next is going to be another movie, but I have no idea what's coming. Yes, and I'm a little. I have to say, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know why. Oh, but a little trepidatious, uh, huh? Yeah, like I, I well, because I I assume it's just 
which I, I guess I'm giving this ahead of time, but I assume it's just going to be another horror movie. So, <laughs> like, <clears throat> someone's got some good radar. <laughs> I know you. I'm also. It's a fun horror movie, though. Okay. It's not just like horror, horror. It's a fun horror movie. Next, my love, we are watching Return of the Living Dead. Okay. We haven't watched this one yet. We've watched Night of the Living Dead. We have never watched Return of the Living Dead. I don't know if you've ever even seen Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, me either. I don't know. But my question to you is, do you want a party? Do I want a drink? (laughs) Do I want a party? What the fuck are you saying? This is old Hank. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for Thank listening, you for to listening. This two and a half hour podcast. We've done this before. We've made it this long. Thank you if you made it this far. We appreciate it. Watch this movie. Check out our previous episodes. Tom Jeffries, make those puppets I mentioned. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see duct tape Ho- Hoyd and Larry. <laughs> Lloyd and Harry. Well, the combo together is Larry. Or Hoyd. Yeah. I like Hoyd. <laughs> That's what I said on accident was Hoyd. The butt crack was all I could see. Butt crack. <laughs> all right. Butt rock. Bye, guys. Bye. I came through the door and I saw him reach.